you have, you have no chance. If you had a chance, you need to run licking split. But you can't run because you're the baddest. Well, Rick Flair, you know what? I'm not a normal looking athlete myself. You know what I'm talking about? I've been in the years of life. It's a privilege and an honor to walk out with Ole Anderson, Lex Luger, in the army tomorrow night. I am not a happy camper. What is Bully Ray's motivation? You know, I love you. I know he loves sugar. But I check my pocket. I don't have no donuts. I don't have no cheeseburger. I know you love sugar. To be the man, you gotta beat the man, and I'm saying, woo, right here in Nashville, Tennessee, pal, I'm the man. Look at a match for the total package, Lex Luger and Super Bowl, Super Saturday. What is it? I don't even know what it's called. What is it called? Super Bowl Saturday. Super Bowl Saturday. You don't lose faith in winners. And Ric Flair, day in and day out, every day of his life, just keeps winning and winning and winning. Ric Flair, New York City, Ric Flair, you're going to find out what hard is all about. I do exactly what I want to do. You say I'm insane. I say thank you very much. Make it, 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 make Everybody, Friday night is the Dirt Sheet Dudes. I am Boxman. Hope you're all doing well. And of course, riding shotgun on this journey that is wrestling. Smart, my man. How are you, sir? That's right. What is up, good sir? How are you tonight? Oh, I am very happy it's Friday, man. I can sleep tomorrow, and holy shit, do I need some sleep. Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> been a week. Been a week, like I was telling you. Uh, before the show, I ain't gonna bitch. I'm not gonna do it. I already did it before the show. I'm not gonna do it anymore. So, anyway, chat room. Thank you guys for coming on in nice and early in there. Appreciate that very much. Look at that. Joining up nice and early. Getting the shit going. But yeah, we do have a bunch of stuff to get into tonight. Of course, 
Uh, gee whiz is over there drinking nothing white claw. The fuck are you doing that for? Just just do shots and have some seltzer. Man likes his white claws. He's, he was he was saying before that he's sort of new to the uh, the old white claw game, so kind of late adapter. But he's been making up for lost time, so good for him. Yeah, I bought one once. I took a sip and I dumped the rest out. Uh, that's my uh, white claw experience right there. What do you think? You like it? You enjoy? It? Yeah, you like it? Huh? Do you? I had one too. I do like it. I well, actually, no, I don't like it because you dumped out alcohol, so that's a sin. No, regardless of that shit ain't how alcohol. little alcohol is in there. Fuck that, my alcohol. Well, I, I had one. I had one, but I was already drunk when I tried it, so I, like I have no real memory of how it tasted or how if I enjoyed it or not. So I'm gonna have to reconduct that experiment at a later date. All right, you do that. You do that. But um, I'll tell you what. Why don't we knock these plugs out, get into some wrestling. We actually have... The, the day started, I really only had four things for us to get into. And then as the day progressed, a few more things happened. And now we've got a few more things to get into. So what we will do is go ahead and jump into the old plugaroos. And then we will get right into the wrestling. I'm sure we'll veer off of wrestling many times tonight. I'm sure there's some food talk waiting to be done. We always somehow get on food. I don't know how we do it, but we do. Uh, all right, here we go. Let me go ahead and get that going. All right, of course, the high marks. That's right, it's Cheese Man, it's Mojo, and it's G-Wiz who's in the house tonight drinking White Claw. I'm not sure why, but he is. So anyway, they, once again, together are the high, uh, are the high marks, and you should be checking them out where you know where. Mixer.com says Metal Mitt to Network. That's right I did not stutter I did not stammer two T's in mitt mixer.com slash metal mitt network 8.30pm Sunday nights Eastern time and of course Bobby Anthem Bobby Blades the Inhumans what are you laughing at over there? Oh, nothing I, I, I don't think huh? I was making it was it coming through I just I don't know yeah, be there the Inhumans on the Inhuman Experience definitely want to check out Bobby Anthem Bobby Blades over there so you can find them on all the usual podcast platforms. Run over and subscribe to that. And, of course, the Everything Unscripted Wrestling Podcast. Another one you should be subscribed to. If you are not, they are found on all the usual podcast platforms and blog talk radio. And Stephen Milani's out there sharing the show. And if you want to see uh, his film reviews, almost 8,000 of them. Go check him out, letterboxd, B-O-X-D.com, slash Stephen Milan, double the L's in Milan. And if you want to find us, you know you can go to Spreaker. We're on Twitter, Dirt Cheap Dudes. Imagine that. And you can get us on Stitcher, iHeart, Spotify, Google, Anchor, YouTube, anywhere you find your podcasts. By the by, I was laughing because we were talking about uh, degrading prostitutes in the chat room. I, I meant that not as a slight <laughs> against anyone else or their particular program. But anywho, Monday's 8.30 on the Metal Myth Podcast. Now we're going to check out Cheese on Sports with Cheese Man. Sunday's 10.30 a.m. You want to visit our friends at the Modric City Machine Guns with Mojo with Dirk. Also on the Metal Myth Podcast Network on the Mixler device. And last but never least, you want to check out our friends at Planet Tour. Supplant a rack on tour podcast with Bobby Anthem, Papa Dave, Sincere, and Yuck Nasty. All 16 episodes of season one are available, but 
season two dropped this week, so you want to go ahead and check that out too, because the season two is here. Aw, shit. You better be ready, because season two has started. Jump on in. There you go. Your excuse to binge listen and get right into season dos. All right, so there we go. We can drop this music now. Smart, we can talk. Oh, we can talk about wrestling. Smart, we started off Wednesday congratulating one couple for for having a, a, a baby girl. And we do it once again tonight. Cody Rhodes and Brandy did announce today their daughter was born this morning, I believe, actually. Um, this morning. Yes, this morning. Uh, Liberty... Liberty Iris Runnels is the little girl's name. The American Dream, the American Nightmare, and Liberty. I like it. Could have gone with. Should have just gone with America. Could have gone with America. <laughs> well, just, just of course, yes. I, I, I was gonna. Have, I was wondering if he knew that his feud with Anthony Gogo was over because he was still doing the pandering thing. Yeah, I could have done that. Um, just Merga, that would have been cool too. That would have been a cool one. No, Liberty, I'm I'm just joking around. Liberty, Iris, Runnels, um, both of them, uh, mother and daughter, doing well, very well afterwards. Congratulations to them. Uh, wow, two uh, two girls in one week brought into the AEW TNT family. What do you think of that, Smart? I uh, I think wrestlers have an affinity for naming their kids weird things. Is the first takeaway from that. The other takeaway from that is you said AEW and it jogged my memory. So I'm going to send you something in Messenger that I also want you to incorporate later on. I can do that as I'm taking a sip of beer. I can do that without uh, any problem at all. Um, but yeah, so there you go. Once again, congratulations to that couple. We are just making, uh, we, we might have to do this every week, just make baby announcements. <laughs> people are people are out there fucking in the good old pandemic. There was nothing else to do, but yeah, they did post a nice picture today of uh, all three of their uh, their hands and the little newborn baby's hands all still kind of wrinkled up with the little baby um, low jack on his hand. <laughs> baby low jack. <laughs> what the hell you want me to call it? That actually that would be a good name for that would have been a good name for like New Jack's kid. <laughs> Is New Jack and Low Jack? No, no. Let's not discuss New Jack's kids. Um, that's a different different one. But uh, no, I I actually do like the name. I actually like the name Liberty Iris. I, I, the middle name is very nice. Actually, my my wife actually at one time wanted to go with Iris, and I was like, mm, I don't want to name my child after part of an I. It just doesn't make sense. I thought you were gonna say I don't want to name my kid after a Goo Goo Dolls song. No, it, it, I didn't even know it was the only song I think I remember from them is what was that? Follow Me Down or something? Yeah, it's all the same subject matter and similar titles, and they're all not particularly good. All all that good '90s stuff. Oh, <laughs> the Goo Goo Dolls. Oh wow. All right. Um, from there, I'm gonna get that article you just sent me but I have to do it on the computer up top so I will load it as we are talking about other things I guess we can stick to AEW news 
so smart. They've been running. They got all these shows. They're going to be running all down and weren't sure where they were going. But we do know they will be going. And they are running New York. This is going to be the first time they are running New York. September 22nd, Wednesday. It will be at the uh, Arthur Ashe Stadium. And uh, there you go. So they're uh, invading different territories, if you will, Smart. Yeah, I did notice that. that There was uh, Mark Henry was talking about that in something that we're going to talk about later. He was kind of plugging all the different areas that they're going to be at. So they are on the old world tour. Yeah, looks like they're going to run in Newark, New Jersey on September 15th. That's my son's birthday. I'll have a 13 year old on that date. And they'll be in Rochester, New York, September 29th, obviously, like I just said. Um and Arthur Ashe is a tennis stadium, retractable roof, and 23,771 capacity. So we'll see what happens with that. But that's, uh, once again, they, they haven't been out in that New York, New Jersey area. They kind of stuck to the southern states um, when they were touring, which I think was probably a good idea to start with. Uh, they ended up in Florida, which ended up being very good for them. They, you know, kept the show going. So, hey. Good for them, though, man. They are really spreading their wings, if you will, Smart. Yeah, and I mean, wasn't the whole sort of company predicated on the bet that they couldn't sell out New York or Madison Square Garden for that matter? Uh, yeah. I mean, and re- well, remember, that was, well, it was still 10,000 tickets, I believe. And yeah, that was the little bet that Meltzer did with them. But that it wasn't AEW at the time, remember? Right. Yeah, no, it wasn't at the time. No. So it's, it's still kind of interesting, though, to see them sort of making the old maiden voyage up to New York since that's what kind of started, put the put the uh, cogs in motion. Yeah, and like uh, I believe it was Sasha Baron Corbin just said that is uh, Rochester is uh, Brody's home, old hometown. So might be why they wanted to get up there so bad. It's definitely going to be a good show, so... I think that's going to be some cool shit going on for that right there. So, all right, I'm getting what you sent me, Smark. And there we go. There's an ad before it, so we can go ahead and do that. Now, once again, Smark, I'm going to jump into this one, and we'll, uh, you sent a few. And we will be getting into, of course, Hell in a Cell uh, predictions tonight because this was the go-home show. This SmackDown was the go-home show for Hell in a Cell. So, all right, here we go here, do this, and speaking of, though, uh, MJF, I believe it was yesterday, announced he was doing something with his own cryptocurrency. Did you see this, Mark? I did, yes. This was like the focus of one of the episodes of Observer. Because there was a very slow news day, I think it was yesterday, so they just talked about that for about an hour. Yep. So here we go. Doge, garbage. Bitcoin, garbage. MJF coin, better than you and you know it. Click the link after reading or stay poor. I IDC, I don't care. He wrote as the caption. Um, so he has actually teamed up with a company and actually made his own cryptocurrency. This isn't bullshit. He's re- this is real. He's partnered with the Rally Network, 
and has re- actual re- released the MJF creator coin. Mm-hmm. Um, so there you go. MJF, and it's not doing bad. Here, let me see. There's a link here to actually check out how it's doing here. Let's see. Well, no, he's a smart He's a smart man because he knows that wrestling fans will just spend money on absurd shit anyway. Okay. So you can buy it for five bucks. All right. You can, you, you can buy it for five bucks a share, it looks like. Um, I don't know what you get for a share. Estimated USD value is eight. Point four five thousand. He has thirteen point four thousand already in this account. Already. Okay. This guy's gonna make a killing off of this. And dude, this was—I mean, really. And if he joined Rally, Rally is, I believe, a publicly traded company. So he made his own creator coin. Not bad. Not a bad fucking, it's, pretty fucking brilliant, if you ask me. It kind of seems like WWE missed the boat on this one because this would have been like the perfect thing for Cameron Grimes. Yeah, let's see. Total supporters, 1.9 thousand. Total transactions, 4.3 thousand. Uh, total rally backing, 398.5 thousand. Total support volume, 250.5, 250 and a half thousand. Um, basically, you know, right there, half a million dollars right there. Total coins, 139.4K. People are buying the shit out of this stuff, man. Mm-hmm. People are buying two, one, one, one Some bingo jumped right in with a hundred dollars right there. 20 bucks. <laughs> I actually think I know who that bingo is that put a hundred bucks up. Cause I think that was actually Brian Alvarez. <laughs> like he legitimately, for real, he was saying on the radio, so he put up like 250 on the MJF coin. So God bless him, I guess. Yeah. And a lot of people are selling. You see a lot of selling on here, buying and selling of the coin. So you see a little bit of both in the activity, but uh, I don't know. This is kind of cool though. Like I said, I think this is a really cool idea. And uh, the guy is just fucking brilliant, man. Absolutely just brilliant when it comes to marketing himself. Um, With all the shit that's going on and all the, you know, coins and all the, you know, cryptocurrency. And this was brilliant of him to do. Shit, anything that makes him money. I don't fault him. Definitely is going to make him more money. So just absolutely a brilliant brilliant man he's brilliant on the mic he's brilliant not 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 with the mic he's great in the ring the guy's got it all he is better than me and now i know it you know what was interesting was there was there was a minute there where i'm sure they're still doing it but not so much in wrestling but there was a real minute there where everybody was pushing those fucking nfts yeah and I haven't seen that quite as much now, but like there was a bunch of commercials like during Raw, during SmackDown or whatever, WWE doing them. Don't, don't see that quite as much now, but that was a hot thing for a minute that's kind of tied into that. Yeah, yeah, I do remember all those, man. Just all that crazy stuff's going I don't even understand half of it. Cryptocurrency, I have no clue what it's all about. I don't know what's worth what. I don't know. I just know people are making a lot of money with it. Who knew? It's one of those things because I tried to learn a little bit about it, but then it just you you watch like a or you listen to a podcast, you watch some things on YouTube, just sends you further down the rabbit hole. 
seems like MFTs in, in particular are just a giant fucking scam. Because <laughs> you're paying for a link chain to own a basically a, a photo or a GIF, a high-quality GIF, a video, that kind of thing. Right. So you don't technically, you don't own the rights to it, but you just own a link chain. Right. It's like you own a piece of the internet, but you don't technically own what is represented on it. Right. Yeah. 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 I, again, I really don't know much about him at all. I don't. I don't pretend to. I just know, like I said, I just know people are making good money off of that uh, cryptocurrency. And who knew? I mean, who really knew that that was going to happen? Honestly, man. Oh yeah. I mean, it is what it is. It's one of those things. Some people are going to make a lot of money off of it. Some people are going to end up fucking pissing away a lot of money on it. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to go both ways. So we will definitely see what happens with it with him, though. But I think it's going to be just another way for him to make more money. And once again, get his name out there. People are buying it, paying for it. Lucky motherfucker, man. Lucky motherfucker right there. So just shows AEW definitely has some buzz. And, you know, they're they're definitely building stars slowly. Nice. In my opinion. All right. So I guess we can get out of that. Um, you know what, Smart? Jump into something, man. Sure. Being attacked, accosted here by just, just, my old dog. Put you on the spot here. I know. I was just saying that the old, the old para over here, the old puppy, is attacking me. I was. Is being assaulted. Um, so there's a couple of things here I was going to go ahead and get into. We were talking about AEW. So while we're talking about AEW and why this thing takes forever and a fucking year to load, one of the <laughs> one of the people smooth <laughs> transition as ever as always. Uh, we we had mentioned that they were going out on the road. We had mentioned a couple of different things about them. So one of the things, their most recent acquisition. Mark Henry has a message for the haters who say AEW is bringing in too much ex-WWE talent. Now, I want you to think about the fact where he came from, and I want you to see just how much of WWE-speak rhetoric is embedded in this sentence or statement that he put out. But uh, it says, last week on Busted Open Radio, Mark Henry addressed some of the criticism from a portion of AEW's fan base who says that the company is bringing in too much ex-WWE talent. Henry said, quote, at some point we have to address this in the show, the haters. I love the fans. I love the people that really care and are positive and are willing to accept what they get from pro wrestling. (laughs) The people who shut up and don't ask questions. Mm -hmm. There you go. That's the first part of WWE speak. But then again, we have the haters. I had to learn when I said the haters because they are here. Oh, I had to lean in when I said the haters because they are here and they are in full force. I keep hearing this. Wow, WWE is invading AEW. First they had Big Show, then they had Christian, now they have Mark Henry. And they're going to bring in more WWE guys and they're going to put those guys in front of the AEW guys. Whoever came up with that mentality is a moron. Like guys, cut it out. Now get ready because this is going to be fun. The reasons that you bring in the, these guys is AEW is a new company. You bring in people that have experience. If you have corporate America, let's just say we are corporate America. We're making tire irons. This is a random something. We're making spatulas. 
right? So they're making tire irons and spatulas, as one does. This is a very weird, convoluted business plan, but let's go with it. Are you going to let a guy who's been making spatulas for three years be the boss, or are you going to bring in somebody that's been making spatulas for 25 years? Depends on where you went to college. I've tried every form of metal that you can use to make a spatula. I've tried every form of plastic. We've done carbon fiber. We've done rubber. You've got to know what you're doing in order to give the best product. So a lot of, it's a very in-depth spatula metaphor. I actually prefer silicone myself. But anyway, go yeah. ahead. I'm a rubber guy. I mean, the plastic, you're good. it's going to chip. That's not going to be good. That's not going to last for very long. Could melt. The metal's fine, but it's a bitch to clean. Yeah. You know, there's pros and cons. Uh, the plastic always melts or, you know, you touch it somewhere too hot and it gets a little ding in it. And then it's not a fucking spatula anymore. It's a fucking scratching device. So Exactly. I always, Ruins grilled cheese sandwiches. Yeah, I always go with the, uh, always go with the silicone ones. There you go. So I have everybody in the chat room, please leave your favorite spatula material, and we will get more in-depth in that later. But anyways, he goes on to say, so you haters out there, these damn haters, think about that little message today. You know what? AW is not broken. It's not broken. Don't fix it. They're successful already. What our job is now, and uh, be, be alert for potential backhanded compliments, But and I say are because now I work for them, is to fine-tune. All you musicians out there, you know when your guitar is off. You know when the keys in the piano, the keys in the piano, uh, these people don't proofread. You know when the keys on the piano are a little bit lax and you have to get everything tightened and tuned. That's when, that's what AEW needs. They're successful already. They have winners. Kenny Omega, the Bucks, Cody, Sammy Guevara. I'll go so far as to say, you know who the kids like. <laughs> you know who the kids like. Well, the kids like. They like Jungle Boy. They like Fuego. People that are not super on top. Fuego is not super on top, but the kids love him. They do love him. All the kids love the Fuego del Sol. Everyone loves Fuego. They love hot. They love this, the hot, the heat. And they do like Jungle Boy. I'll, I'll agree with that right there. Which is true, yes. But you went from like one reference that everybody can kind of get to, and then you'd name drop somebody that just is perplexing. Yeah, he's like, yeah, uh, everybody, everybody loves Jungle Boy and Fuego del Sol. Like, okay, sure, sure they do. Yeah, and the whole thing with, um, you know, the the the, the whole the, the tire irons and this and that. Well, let's go back here. Um, so are you going to let a guy been making spatulas for three years be the boss? I don't know. You mean like the owner of the company, Tony Khan, who's never owned a wrestling company before? Like that, <laughs> Mr. Henry? Is that what you're talking about? Or Vince McMahon, who has been in this business for decades and decades? Which one? Which one, uh, Mr. Henry? Oh, the one signing your checks. So let's just call the spatula slash tire iron argument null and void here because I don't think he fucking knows what he's talking about. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. He, he he listed a lot of different spatula materials. I feel like he did a lot of research on this spatula. We've done carbon fiber. We've done rubber. Rubber. No, I don't care. It's not good. Um, and, I, you know, I but I will agree with him on one thing. Besides all the double speak and gobbledygook in this literally man this is like he still got that wwe foot he he still knows how to tow that company line uh when he's talking 
I do agree. There are some people saying, oh, you know, all they do, all they're going to do is bring in WWE guys at this point. I don't think they brought in too many yet, to be honest with you. I don't think so. And I don't think, and I think the fact that they're not doing what WCW did, bringing them in and immediately putting them way ahead of guys. Which WWE guy have they put ahead of anybody that is that already had a push in Right. AEW. Can you name one? Not, not really. I mean, two of those guys don't even really wrestle right now. Henry doesn't wrestle. Big Show doesn't wrestle. Christian wrestles. But, I mean, they've been having him go against, like, Frankie Kazarian and shit. So yeah. it's not exactly like they're having him beat the younger guys. No, he's going one, you know, he's wrestling once a month. He's, you know, not taking a weekly spot from guys. He's not running after a title right now. So, but he is outworking everybody. Well, of course. Well, I, I, I think when he meant outwork, I think he meant out to work. <laughs> everyone, out to work, comma everyone. He was telling everyone that he was out to work. I'm not sure where he's working, but seems like once a month he actually does wrestle. So that's what he's doing. He's out to work. Everyone, in my opinion, I don't know. I, I don't know what he's doing. I don't know. I don't know. Later, G Wiz. Take it easy, brother. Um. But, uh, yeah, I, I will agree with him. But, again, I think they've done well using what talent they brought in. Now, if they bring Andrade like they just did and start putting him in the title, you know, picture, good. Good. That's one you should. But, I mean, if they're going to bring these guys in and use them for what they have left when WWE wasn't, who the fuck am I to tell them to 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 tell these guys that they shouldn't go look f- for work somewhere when they enjoy what they're doing? Right. So, anyway, that's pretty much all I got to say on that. Okay, and so then I had one more little thing here, and this is when the WWE speak gets really turned up. Mm. So he's talking about they're going to all these different places, and he starts listing the uh, fucking like Howard Dean speech here. We're going to Miami. We're going to Austin. We're going to Cedar Park Center. Going to Cancun for spring break. Then we're going to Washington, D.C. We're going to fucking take back the White House. Chop that motherfucking desk in half. Yeah. Chappelle show. We're going to. So anyways, he's talking about all these different places we're going to go. And he says, we're going to touch the news and let people know that we're going to support the boys and girls clubs. We're going to support Make-A-Wish. That's where you get adults. You make people care. Adults have to care. They want to see people doing work in the communities that they live in. And that's where I want to go trying to get everybody. So if you're not a fan of AEW, we're going to fine tune it. It's not going to change. AEW is not going to change. I like it the way it is. My whole thought process is to fine tune it. I'm not going to ask anybody or tell anybody, Hey, this is what we're doing. No, that's not me. If you want my help, I'm right here. Come ask for my attention and I will give it to you and help you the best I can. That's what you're supposed to do. But in our business, we have the mentality of I'm your boss. You're going to do what I tell you. That's not my philosophy. No, none whatsoever. He did say none whatsoever. That's not my reading. That's the writing. Mm-hmm. So haters start tuning in to AEW and I'm going to show you something. Apparently what he's going to show you is a Fuego Del Sol versus QT Marshall match. So I think I'm going to pass on that. But I did i just appreciated it like his idea to fix things is not to change the product up in any way it's just to like take photos of different executives posing with like make a wish i was like wow i was hoping that somebody would just like stand up and start grabbing at his head because i thought it'd be like scooby-doo style like his mask would come off and stephanie would be there the entire time 
And I would have got away with it. It wasn't for you meddling wrestlers. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, shit. Uh, yeah, this is what companies do. I mean, this is an obvious thing. This is what companies start doing, especially when they're a wrestling company. And most of those people do come from WWE that, you know, are a lot of them are, are come from WWE who are over there. And yeah, they're going to want to do stuff like this. And I hate that, you know, it sounds crude when he said, you know, this is what makes people care, you know, tugging at the heartstrings. I, I, I know he didn't right. say that, but that's what he's that's what he's getting at is, you know, pulling at people's heartstrings works. Look what WWE does with the goddamn Warrior Award and every year it works. It, 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 it touches people. Unfortunately, he's right. Adults do. That's how you get adults to care. You pull those heartstrings. You you show people with make a wish. You show them with the boys and girls club. You know, out there signing autographs, and talking to the kids, and it works. And a lot of companies do it. So, yeah, I agree with his sentiment. And uh, but again, I see exactly what you're what you're seeing here. It's very. Uh, <laughs> There's sort of an odd transparency to it that I yeah. think is unintentional, but I, it's like, it seemed like it's like, all right, so you know what our plan is? We're going to fucking pander, baby. <laughs> like, wait a minute, you're being a little too... Like, you know people can hear you. This is mm. being recorded. Well, sometimes you say the silent part out loud. <laughs> you, don't, you don't mean to, but it's like, mm, that's the silent part, and I think I just said it out loud. Oh, shit, I did it again. Um... Yeah, I also but it took a little bit of umbrage with like if I were on the AW roster where he's like, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna fine tune this. We're gonna make this a little bit better. We're not gonna change it, but there's certain things, and you know what they are, but they're not quite so good. It's no, like, yeah. hey, motherfucker, what is it that you're trying to say? Uh, he's trying to say we need to learn how to pander like WWE does. Mm -hmm. Pretty much is what he's trying to say here. Um, but hey, look, I'm, I'm glad they're going to Miami and. Everywhere else, Austin and all the places they're going. Good. Yes, he named two different cities, and then he named an arena, which was weird. Well, it's well, actually, he, yeah. he named a state, a city, and an arena. So I he just like gave all kinds of varied examples because he said Miami, he said Austin, then he said some arena that I did not remember. But Miami's not a state. I see. I was right the first time. I don't know what the fuck I was doing. Yeah, I, my, yeah. My, my, Miami, Miami be a state. If I want Miami to be a state, <laughs> Miami. <laughs> you are gonna, dude. Break out the video camera and <laughs> another hostage video. You cannot want Miami to be a country or a state. <laughs> see, sometimes what you put the valuable lesson you learn is like just stop talking. Everyone's <laughs> yes. Miami is a city in the state. Of Florida, uh, Austin is also a city in the state of Texas. Yeah. Cedar Park Center. I'm not 100 sure where in the fuck that is, but uh... the flyover state. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I only I only care about the big states, the big cities. No, uh, I believe that's also in Texas. That's that's in Cedar Park, Texas. So uh, that's the one near Austin. Yeah, probably. So actually, he was talking. He was still talking about Austin. Um, it should have been we're going to Austin, comma Cedar Park Center. Yes. Yeah. So he's just super jazzed about the Austin show as a takeaway. Obviously, since he mentioned it twice. And um, 
I don't know, man. But uh, Mark Henry's good. He's good at this stuff. He's, he's really good at towing that line. The, the, he's going to be another one that's probably going to be like an ambassador for them, and I, I, I think that'll be a good little uh, good little job for him. He's a uh, he's a, 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 a fun. I mean, from what we've seen, you know, out of the ring, he seems like a fun guy. So, be a good little uh, good little thing for him to do. Kind of be like a uh, like a Titus O'Neil sort of ambassador type. Yeah, make it a win. There you go. If you want to, you you can, Smart. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Anything any, anything more on Mark Henry's double speak? No, no, no. Um, <laughs> just currently going over my uh, states and capitals at the moment. I'm staring at a big map of the United States. I think I was in fifth grade. I got 100 on that test. The old states and capitals. I think I was yeah. the only. I mean, they did have the song on Animaniacs. I, that, was, that was way before that show, buddy. No, no, no. <laughs> true, true. Yeah, yeah. I, there, there were no Animaniacs. This was still Hanna-Barbera area, dude. Come on now. Mm. Let's see, you're in Dirk's wheelhouse there. Oh, yeah. I'm an old man. I'm an old man. Very, very old, very old, very old. But uh, anyway, let's jump over here. Um, if we're done with Mark Henry. Um, and, you know, speaking of Marks, Mickey James decided to uh, explain to everyone why she has no plans to wrestle on the NWA all-women show. And she starts out, I'm not a Mark. I'm not going to book myself on top on my own show. Like, who does that? Was, was <laughs> I'm pretty much every wrestling promoter ever. I'm, I'm, I am wondering if that's a Cody shot. I really am wondering if that's a Cody shot. Uh, well, let's see. Let's see. Let's come along with me here. We got Vince McMahon who put the belt on Stephanie McMahon, and I think Shane McMahon had a belt too. Oh. So there you go. That's three and one there. You got Zandig did it. Mm. Quackenbush did it. Uh, Cody did it. So this is a fucking Antonio Noki probably did it. In New Japan, well, she Mizawa does, owned Noah for a while, so fucking just pretty much anybody. They, well, she does say everybody does that, right? Don't they? And then she chuckled a little bit. I don't really have any intentions of working on the show because I really want to focus on the show and I want the show to be a success. I'm going to be in Gorilla on the headset, running and talking and doing all these things. I can't perform that job to my best abilities and be out there wrestling at the same time. I feel like it blurs the lines. So there she goes. She's adamant she's not going to wrestle. Every time she says this statement, Smart, it's wrestling. So every time she says it, I think more and more that she's going to wrestle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's very much said with a wink and a nod. For some reason, it is. And she'll book herself to win. <laughs> I really hope that happens. That'd be so heelish at this point. That actually would be pretty great, yeah. Or if she just goes out there, fucks up a match, and pins someone. And she's just like, I did it! Yeah! <laughs> that would actually be a pretty great promo. Look what I did! That'd be cool, too. That'd be a cool one, too. There you go. So, like I said, very adamant. Doesn't want to wrestle on this show. NWA. Man, this... It's amazing how... They and NWA puts on this all wants to do this all women show, and it's like the biggest controversy in the world. 
suddenly. It's like, what? Isn't that what y'all asked yeah. for? Y'all asked for, and then and then now you're gonna, and then they give it, and now you're. I'm so. Where are the rules? Is is there a rule book that comes out every week or something, Mark? I don't know anymore. Yeah, yeah. You it usually gets sent to the spam folder, so you got to make sure to to kind of demark that. No, no, I don't check my spam folder. <laughs> That's, that's the problem. You get the rule book, and it just most emails they just automatically filter it to spam. So. Uh, not, not big on spam. Not big on spam. Sorry. Yeah, Hawaiians love it. According to every, according to the Adam Sandler movie, Fifty First Dates, they do. They really do. They have like trucks delivering the shit. Mm-hmm. Somebody's got to eat it. They're being troopers. Bless them. I've only had it a couple times. That's about it. I mean, it's not horrible. It's a couple more times than I have. And see, here we go. We promised a food diversion, and now we yeah, are here. There it is. There it is. I, I, I've i only I, twice is about a long time. It's not horrible, but when you really don't know what's in it and don't read the fucking ingredients, do not. No. <laughs> Never. I mean, that applies to anything. Just don't fucking read the ingredients. Sometimes you don't really want to know how the sausage is made. It's like, oh, look, this kind of filler and filler. And what are all these fillers? And especially do not look to see how sausage is made. They have a whole idiom based on that. No, but you can get recipes. But uh, anyway, uh, (laughs) YouTube, you can get recipes now, man. Um, But yeah, yeah, not... uh, not big on the spam, but yeah, there, uh, there you go. There's your little food talk. Spam, spam. What's for dinner? There you go. I, I'm glad I don't know what's in it, but there you go. I guess we're done with Mickey James. That's a that's enough right there. Smart, hit another one, brother. Sure. Okay, so I'm going to read this one here, and I'm going to read it, and then I am going to tell you why I read it later. (laughs) So this is going to be a bit of a mystery. This is from WrestlingNews.co. USA Network is very unhappy about the Hell in the Cell match announced for SmackDown on Fox, which already happened. The story is in the past. We will take you to the future very shortly. It is very clear that WWE expects to deliver an above-average rating for Fox tonight after it was announced that Rey Mysterio versus Roman Reigns' Hell in a Cell match was moved to tonight's SmackDown. It's already pretty clear that SmackDown has become the A-show since more of the bigger angles happen on Friday night and Roman Reigns has been positioned as the top heel in the company with plans to eventually turn him face. I wonder how that'll go. Mm. This is and here we go. Andrew Zarian from the Matt Man podcast, Matt Men podcast, said that USA Network is not happy about Fox getting the Hell in the Cell match. Zarian said, "Quote: I can tell you for a fact that USA Network is very unhappy. The Hell in the Cell match is happening on SmackDown. I'm not going to say they're fuming, but they are very unhappy about." Dun, dun, dun. There has been a pressure from all sides to get WWE to do more themed shows to get ratings up because they've taken a hit due to the pandemic. Sure, we'll say that. As noted Thursday, more people were at home, so they decided to not watch. Their plans to revive the King of the Ring tournament and Raw Roulette is likely happening later this year. The WWE draft is penciled in for August and fans are being welcomed back in July. So in theory, ratings for both shows should start to go up soon. 
update. Dun, dun, dun. We did not mention this earlier, but USA is under the NBC Universal umbrella, and moving the match from pay-per-view to Friday night essentially means that Peacock is losing out on that particular cell match. Unless the plan is to do an angle tonight, didn't happen, and not actually deliver the match, didn't happen. As advised, either way, NBC Universal Peacock is probably not too pleased about WWE giving away any part of that match for free on Fox, since it would water down plans for the pay-per-view on Peacock. Okay, so the reason that I read this story was because I find it fascinating that like I, I respect the hustle of this man, this Andrew Zarian, because he's just decided that he's going to become a news source, and yeah. I respect that kind of hustle. Like yeah. it's just out of nowhere, he's like, you know what? I reached out to NBC, and they are unhappy about this. Who the fuck is going to fact check this? Who is going to call NBC's head office and be like, hey, did you speak to Andrew Zarian of the Mad Men podcast? I don't know who the fuck is this guy. <laughs> that's that's the amazing part. See what we do uh, is we've been reading these articles like every week for like yeah. what, two years now for you, for me a little bit less, but uh. you know, and so every week we'll, we'll read these articles and we'll see the sources and we'll see that it came from this guy, from that guy, so on and so forth. Sandra Sap, I have a hard time saying that. Dave Meltzer, just you know, any number of different guys. He's just randomly appeared within the last like month or two, and he's like the leading source on just a whole bunch of semi-plausible news. Yeah, uh, he, the guy just popped up out of nowhere. I've actually been looking at wrestling news for years. I've been, I mean, I've been doing podcast one way or another for since i think 2015 uh so i've never heard this guy just in the last couple of weeks just started blowing the fuck up mm-hmm. it's like Andrew <laughs> he's like he's just he's just decided he's like you know what i'm going to be a news source now and everybody's like, instead of being like who the fuck are you and why they're like all right yeah now i've seen this article a few times today and I'm still not 100% sure Mr. Andrew Zarian is a, uh, a credible source. Um, they put out, I mean, this, this is a, an article that's kind of a given. Yeah, I could see the USA Network being a little unhappy with this. Okay. And they still let it happen. Or, I'm, uh, you know, okay, it happened on Fox. All right. But... Do they really think that this is what's going to get a, a better? I don't think this is going to pop the rating at all. I don't think it's going to get a. I think it's going to stay in the same, same little area it always does. I don't think it's going to get a big ratings pop, to be honest with you. But yeah, yeah. Oh, USA is not happy with Fox because Mr. Andrew Zarian said so. Okay, uh, thanks. I'll wait on that. Um, but, right. but. One thing I did find a little just kind of interesting is that, um, where was that part? Oh, the plans to turn Roman face, like you said. I wonder how that'll go. I do wonder how that'll go. I think you're going to get him booed again if you do that. Mm -hmm. Quickly. That that was was very much tongue-in-cheek saying that because we've been here before we've tried this before mm. he's healed now because it didn't work the first time mm-hmm. like i don't i really don't understand how much more evidence you need you found something that works and your immediate reaction is just all right well it's working people like this let's change it exactly but it was i know and it's working so well he's so good in this part there's no reason to change it 
at all. But, um, and yeah, like Smart said, that match did happen tonight. I guess we can just get right into that match while we're talking about it. I mean, no reason to go back to it, right? Sure, we can do that. Sure, might as well talk about it. Uh, the match did happen. Again, it was Ray versus uh, Roman Reigns. It was a hell in a cell. It was for the Universal Championship. Uh, match was really, I actually really enjoyed the match. Ray really got the upper hand in the beginning of the match, which right then and there, you knew he was going to get killed for the end of the match. You knew. It's it's the formula, everybody. Immediately goes for a chair, fire extinguisher. Ray literally put Roman's chair, like, in uh, Roman's neck in the chair. Threw him into the cage, threw him into the post. And Roman makes a comeback, like, two and a half minutes later. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a move we've seen take guys out of commission for weeks. Not Roman. Not Roman. And then Roman launched Ray into the cage and outside the ring. <laughs> Ray, oh, like a fucking, basically like the old WCW spot yep. where they Nash fucking lawn darted him into the production trailer. Yeah. Roman basically just power bombs him almost through the fucking cage. Like he flung that man. It did remind me of the, uh, of the Nash spot. The, the old lawn dart into the uh, garage door. Did remind me of that a lot, but um, you know, it, I will say this though: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I am definitely glad that we do this after SmackDown and not before SmackDown, or else I would have owed a lot of people a lot of apologies. Because <laughs> I was seeing that they announced this this morning, and there was a lot of people that were talking about this, talking about USA being mad at WWE or like why they would give away a pay per view match for free and so on and so forth. And it seemed I was absolutely fucking certain that there was no way that this was going to happen without fuckery. I was like, wait, well, this is what they do. They're going to announce this. Some shenanigan is going to happen of some kind. And then it's going to be like, you know, they'll do the match at the pay-per-view or there'll be some kind of amendment to the match or some shit like that where that actually happens on the pay-per-view. But believe it or not, it actually happened. It started, it ended. It was a good, like, what, 20, 25 minutes or so? It was a full-on pay-per-view quality match. I mean, it was hmm. what you thought was going to happen at the pay-per-view. Like we talked about, Roman beat the ever-loving shit out of Ray for about 20 minutes. But right. that's what was going to happen anyway. And they kind of teased a little fuckery a little bit when uh, Jimmy was backstage talking to Roman and he's like uh, have you uh, talked to your brother and Jimmy's like no Roman's like well go find him dipshit I don't give a fuck I know you just said we're family and shit and you're down with me but go find your brother so you kind of had a feeling even though the match is no DQ you kind of had a feeling it was going to end up being two or maybe even three on one but you kind of thought somehow Jay was going to come out there and just help out Roman in some way. But I don't know. I, I It didn't happen. Like you said, the match actually went well, and it was a damn good match. Like you said, it went the way you we all thought it would, but it was, uh, it was still a damn good match. And um, why would they give it to us on free TV? Uh... Some interesting theories. I mean, like we were talking about, they were trying to potentially boost the rating. And I I don't know if there's like, you know, there could be other reasons. It could be some kind of 
family emergency, medical emergency, somebody might be hurt or something. There's somebody's got plans. Somebody doesn't want to wrestle on Father's Day, whatever the mm-hmm. fuck. There's been all kinds of different theories lobbied about. There's also the idea that uh, tonight they're doing two game sixes for the NBA playoffs. So these are big, high stakes, you know, games. So they're in theory, you guys trying to counter program that, even though that's mm-hmm. a very, you know, futile effort. Could be that. Could be that Roman might want to be home. Does he not have a, not newborn, but wouldn't this be like the first Father's Day with his new, I know he already had two kids. I think, believe, I believe, I know he has twins. I think he has two sets of twins. Hmm. That seems like a challenge. Hey, I'm not sure what exactly how long he's had those, but yeah, he does have kids, obviously. There was that old commercial they had with him having tea with his daughter. How long he's had those? You know, those things, <laughs> those, uh, those, uh, tax... one of us is a parent, one of us isn't a parent. You'll never be able to guess who. Those tax write offs, I call them, you know, uh, what are those called? Uh, what are those called? Things, uh, yeah, uh, they, they, they eat a lot, they, they cost you a lot. Oh, kids, 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 what? they're dogs that you're not allowed to lock in cages. <laughs> well, see, now that's questionable. Uh, no, I'm yeah, and I'm I, do, I do apologize because I would never lock a dog in a cage. I did. I did. I honest to God felt like a real fucking psychopath last night because I was watching a horror movie. These two kids, an older kid, younger kid, older kids about 12, younger kids about five, we'll say. Dog runs off. The kid runs into the woods to get this kid. Now, meanwhile, they're setting it up. It looks like the serial killer is going to kill the dog. And I'm like, ah, fuck. Well, it turns out he goes after the little kid. The little kid's on the swing set, and the guy comes up behind him. And I honest to God, out loud, said, well, thank God he didn't go after the dog. Oh. And then I felt like a real fucking asshole. You <laughs> know, the reason why I'll never have kids. I mean, I've come to accept this. Well, well, no, I, I, listen, some people would commend you for that thought. Um, it's not a wrong thought to have, but uh, it's just a movie smart. You shouldn't feel that bad about it. <laughs> this is true. This is very true. Just remember, even if he did kill the dog in the movie, the little the the, the little puppy would have been just fine, smart. Well, yeah, that's that's why you rewind it. It it's, makes everything better. It's just a movie, smart. You rewind it, and then you just stop the movie, and it's like, ah, oh, dog's fine now. Oh, okay. I was starting to think now you wanted to watch a dog die, and I'm like, okay, now you're going a little too far. Uh, <laughs> you just rewind no, it. I'm- very much a pro dog in this. Even the fictional dog that wouldn't have actually gotten hurt, as you've established, yes. I was in his corner. Well, that that's very nice of you, Smart. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, let's just uh, finish up this little match here before you. Before Peter comes, yes. Well, yeah. Before you do say something, you you regret two minutes from now. Um, I don't regret anything. I just say a bunch of very <laughs> terrible things that I sometimes have to, you know, apologize for. It happens. All right, before I regret something you say. Uh, <laughs> right. That is the whole point of this show. Like, let's get out of here before you say something that I will have to deal with. <laughs> well, <laughs> Roman did win, like we all thought he would. He chokes out Ray in a very strange guillotine, a standing guillotine, which you don't see very much. Um, Jimmy gets in the ring once the cage is let up. He sits there, he holds up Roman's arm. Roman stares at Ray, and he pushes back Jimmy. And, and you know, like, back up, boys, I got this. 
and he stalks Ray. Just follows him, dude. And then he uh, chokes him one more time in that guillotine and throws him the fuck down. Yeah, it was sort of implied that he was like very much agitated and upset that Ray was so arrogant as to be disrespectful enough to try to get up while Roman was still in the ring. Because he was like watching him get up and he had a very like offended, disrespected look on his face. Like just the audacity of this guy trying to get back up on all two feet. Yeah, I hate to say, but Roman Reigns is a better uh, apex predator than Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does a really good job with that role. This dude looks like he's literally stalking you. Like, like really just has that look about him. Like, he's going to fucking kill you. Um, it, 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 pretty cool. Good match. Again, Roman, you know, once he started getting the upper hand, other, uh, uh, upper hand, didn't talk a lot of shit during this match. But uh, someone said something because at one point my screen went black. Mm. I don't know if yours did. I don't recall, but... Oh, all right. Well, yeah, at one point, my screen just black went completely dead for one minute. Uh, McAfee was saying something. He used... I'm wondering if he made a 69 reference, because he said 619, and then cut off oh yeah no because he was talking he started like throwing a lot of weird like numbers and shit it was weird because he was like it was a 619 and a hell in a cell on smackdown on fox and he just started listing all of these like things and areas in which it was taking place it was just weird it's like just making a word salad now, speaking of mcafee and no we're not going to do all of smackdown right now we're just going to talk a little bit about this <laughs> this part and that speaking of mcafee though i do have to tell you him sitting there telling you how this is the first time he's ever seen this match live with his eyes in front of him and you know i'm I'm being able to call it like this is such like a dream for me that just kind of that resonates with fans right there dude Mm -hmm. you know that that's that was i think that was kind of a really good thing for him to 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 bring that out and say that because like i said that that gives you a little connection and he is really doing really well at this Especially when Nakamura comes out. He was holding up two phones with the lights on tonight. Did you notice that? Yes. Well, even to go back to the Nakamura thing, he was like up dancing on the table. Yes. And I was sitting there thinking, I was like, you are setting a precedence that's going to be very hard to keep going. Because at some point we're going to see the moment where his spirit dies. Because he's going to go from dancing on the table to just staring at his shoes the way Michael Cole does. Because he's had all the spirit just beaten out of him. Oh, no. I have a feeling Vince loves him dancing around on the table and and annoying Michael Cole at that. Oh, I think Vince is in heaven when he's doing it. Perhaps. Hopefully. Think about that. He's annoying the shit out of someone else. Vince loves others' misery. <laughs> That's true. So the pro- and I will say, yes. I mean, it's, it's all a compliment to him. I really like what he's been doing. He brings a lot of energy. He actually makes sort of mundane things or things we've seen a bunch of times because like you know they do hell of a hell in a cell every year right multiple matches but like you said he managed to put it over in a way that made it seem fun and exciting so you know good for him he's been doing a great job it's just yeah. it seems like it's only a matter of time they the system the machine has uh-huh. a way of just sort of sucking your soul out of you yeah i i just feel like he brings like a a, a different level because of the like the 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 fan energy that he has and it's it's just it's a it's it's just a different dynamic and i think it's uh i call it refreshing to be honest with you 
I would call it refreshing. I really feel that it is just refreshing to hear someone out there who's a fan, who's not been completely corrupt by the machine, like you just said, Smark. Um, right now, he sounds like he's kind of just doing his own thing, and I'm liking it. I'm liking every minute of it. So, like you said, he's doing great. I totally agree with that. Um, definitely thought I'd throw that in there, but um, and you know, we we did get a a, a really I don't want to say it was a really good a promo from Ray before that match. It was as good of a promo as Ray can deliver. The problem is he made Dominic sound like this little kid who can't defend himself. Yeah, they, I get that. And you're not wrong. But, I mean, it's his son, so it's always he's going to look at him that way. Like, kind of in real life, you know, that he's going to be his little boy or whatever forever. So it's it's just sort of reasonable to see how he could, you know, kind of look at him as being, you know, precious and delicate and what have you, which I mean, it's not great for a wrestler, obviously. <laughs> you don't want to be portrayed that way as a wrestler, but, you know, it's a little bit more understandable when it's your parents talking. Okay, do you think Arn is going to go out there and cut this, you know, since, uh, you know, everyone's looking at uh, talking about Arn's son right now? Is anyone, do you really think Arn's going to cut a promo like this saying how you beat my boy? I can't believe you can't, you you beat him down. You hurt him my life. I held him in my arms when he was a bit. No. I wish he would. I'd watch that. I have no plans on watching AW tonight, but if somebody told me that's what happened, I'd tune in. If he's like, first off, you beat my poor boy, you need to be a little slower. You need to beat him a little (laughs) slower so that it can really set in with the fan. I don't know why he's talking like this. He's never talked like this in his life. You sound like Bobby Boucher, but anyway. You beat the H2O out of my boy. You know what's funny? You messed up his mandula oblongata. It's funny you actually... Did that voice because today I was we were actually having it in the eighty in the eighties I was I'm in an eighties and nineties group too and we were actually talking mm-hmm. about uh, Faruza Balk who, <laughs> who's uh, Vicky Valencourt on uh, on that actually we were talking about it was more of an American History X and her conversation it was very weird um, I don't know I read something weird on American History X the other day it was just something that someone popped into the comment section. Um, just how the, the director of that movie was just, his career was ended. But he is working on a sequel to that movie. Interesting. Just think the opposite of American History X. This one's called African History X. Uh, I was going to say, I was trying to figure out like a like a play on words that I could use with the American History X. But Yeah, I don't know if it'll ever see the light of American day. American History Y. Ooh, there you go. Or it could be a prequel and call it W. <laughs> there you go. Huh? American American History W. There you go. All right. Um, okay. I, 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 if we're veering off, then we are done with that subject. And I will go ahead. And you know what, Smark? We're sitting here. We're talking about... I think we just talked about movies, right? Uh <laughs> Anyway, WWE Smart has submitted several items for consideration in the upcoming any Emmy Emmy what Emmy who Emmy Awards 
Um, WWE recently offered WrestleMania 37 and the Thunderdome to be considered for nominations in several Emmy Award categories, Mark. You ready? Okay. WrestleMania 37, they put in for Outstanding Variety Special in the live category. Also, uh, here, I got three more for WrestleMania 37. Outstanding Directing for a Variety Live Special. Outstanding Production Design for a Variety Special. Outstanding Sound Mixing for a Variety Special. And Thunderdome, they put out for Outstanding Achievement in Engineering Development. Um, These are like all the awards that would go on like three hours before the actual show takes place on TV. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. These would never be anywhere. But I just think it's very... They're starting to do this every year now. And the fact that they need this, it almost seems like validation from the Emmy. Just something else they can add to their accolades of of whatever made-up awards and history things they make up. Just one more accolade they can put on there. And I, I just don't get it. it. It really feels like they need validation at this point. Like, you guys still like us, right? Hollywood still I mean, they do I, this. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Go ahead, please. No, I'm just... They do this. They do this all the time. You know, I remember when, like, every episode of Raw for... Like two or three years, they talked about, oh, we got more Twitter followers than the fucking the Los Angeles Lakers. It's like, who gives a shit? Like, there are all these things that they could sort of like try to sell to whatever advertisers or television companies or whatever, just ways to bolster their value. I don't necessarily fault them for it, but just as a fan, as a fan, I don't particularly care. And were they to win any of these awards, you know that they would be talking about it on one of their programs. So it'd just be more shit that we don't care about that we'd have to watch and sit through and watch them, you know, pat themselves on the bad Horowitz style. Yeah. And, you know, and, and by the way, this is just them submitting. This doesn't mean they're going to be nominated. We'll see what we will see soon what and if they get nominated for. But uh, you know what I really love, though, Smart? You know what really, really just gives me the chills is that Christopher Kane comes in here every week and just tells us how Cody sucks his own dick for the whole show. I love it. The man did just have a baby, so I'm going to give him a pass tonight. How's that? I mean, we've talked about this before. I feel like it, he says he says it pretty much every week, but every week it also applies. So it's just it's perfect for the week, regardless of what the week is, regardless of what the segment is. I totally wholeheartedly agree. I haven't seen the segment yet, but I'm pretty sure if it involves Cody, it involves self suckery. I just feel the dedication is there. I appreciate it. I respect it. Yes, Keep as it, do I. I appreciate yes. the consistency. Keep it going, Mr. Kane. It is appreciated, sir. Keep the dedication alive. I like it. I like it. It, it does honestly make me like kind of smile every time because <laughs> I always know when the Cody segment is airy because I just see ah, Cody's sucking his own dick. Yeah. It's like, all right, I know when like, I know when, when I'm watching the show when I can skip through. Exactly. It's like around about an hour and a half in. I can just go ahead and... 
yeah, just skip it. Just skip it. But, uh, all right, Smart, we went through a little bit of SmackDown, so I know you've got a couple little things we can tie right into that news, and then uh, we can do a couple more things. And I do have that uh, uh, video you sent me whenever you're ready for it. Just uh, just sure. blurt it out, sir. Sure. Okay, so I, mean, I got two more things here. This is uh, in relation to SmackDown. It was from The Observer, apparently. Uh, Carrie Ann Cross and Bronson Reeve were both at SmackDown, the SmackDown taping that happened tonight, and they had dark matches before the WWE officials. So there could potentially be some calling up in the future for one or both of them. Mm. Scarlett was there as well, I must say. Well, let me say this. Um, bringing up either one of them right now, I think, is a Horrible mistake. Mm-hmm. Horrible mistake. Uh, and again, this doesn't mean they're going to. We've seen this before. Oh, look, they were backstage. Yeah, they could have just been there for whatever reason. Bringing up Reed or Cross is a bad idea right now. You do not know how the crowds are reacting. And bringing up Karrion Cross after the reaction of the crowd, the first live crowd and the reaction from that entrance... You need to wait. You've got you know, to wait. And I will say, sort of make an amendment to something you're talking about. Wednesday, you were talking about how the reaction was shitty. And, like, how this is, like, a warning sign or this is foreboding or anything like that. And I, I pushed back on that. But I've started to kind of notice, based on, like, reviews and just people talking in general, it seems like for whatever reason, and I have no fucking idea why, because I can't put a finger on anything that's changed about him. It seems like people are turning on him. I don't get it. I'm not so. I see it too. I'm not so sure they're turning on him, but the way they're using him. Um, I think after Tuesday's show, that might not be the case. He really. He kind of showed a lot more intensity on Tuesday. He showed a lot more of what his character can do. Hopefully that'll maybe change some, people, some people's minds. He needs to keep that intensity, though. He needs to do that. He needs to be that anti-establishment, do what the fuck I'm going to do. I'm going to be your running roughshod champion and just kill who I want to kill, go after who I want to go after, and there ain't a fucking thing you can do about it. Now, the fact that, he's, now the fact that Regal's got Joe is going to be a little hard for him, but... We, I think we see this eventually is going to lead to Carrion versus Joe. Probably a good, good, good way down the road. Maybe even, I mean, if they're smart, they've got Joe for a good year, at, at least a year, and we could see a nice little takeover weekend mania, uh, you know, mania weekend takeover match out of this. Sorry. Yeah, I could see that happening. I mean, obviously, I don't think he's going to be on full-time as a wrestler because that was a whole kind of... It seemed like that was the crux of why they released him in the first place. They were paying him to be a full-time wrestler and he couldn't get cleared. Mm. So it'll probably be one of those things where if he does indeed end up you know, wrestling, it'll be kind of time... It'll be a very sort of a rare special occasion, you know, every so often, not every week, obviously. Kind of like Regal was doing that for a little while when he was in NXT. Right. Right. But, uh, and Reed, right now, you got a title on him. He's just starting to get over. 
leave them alone. Gotta wait till these crowds come back. You've got to see what the reactions are from a real live crowd. Not bringing everyone to the, you know, CWC. No, you need to go out there and see where the what the crowds are really liking in what city, this city, if, the, you know, just everything like that. Don't bring anyone up right now. Stop with this shit already. Right. Stop it. Well, we were talking about they're going to potentially be doing a draft after SummerSlam. Oh, so that's right. They might be kicking the tires on them for that. Check it out. Please go ahead. I did. That actually got me thinking about that song on the Scarface soundtrack. <laughs> so I really had no valid contribution to that other than like arguing in my own head if I wanted to sing Shake It Up. Okay. Why don't you just continue? Shake it up now, baby. Okay, anyways, that was a good that was a good soundtrack. That was also on the uh Grand Theft Auto Vice City soundtrack and Grand Theft Auto 3 for some reason they included in both of those games. Um yeah, I don't really have too much more to say about that. It's kind of interesting, but I do agree with you that they really don't need to move either of them at the moment, especially since both of them have titles, but like we talked about with Cross in particular, it seems like that's just going to happen. It's an inevitability. It's just more of a matter of when, not so much if, like it's definitely going to happen. Mhm. Yeah. There you go. Go for it, man. But anywho, there are more. There's more names, more potential situations occurring here from PW Insider. It says exclusive updated big name at WWE Performance Center in advance of return. So everybody sit down. We don't want to, you know, startle anybody or alarm anybody, but, you know, big shit is on the horizon. Mm. Um, former WWE Raw and SmackDown Women's Champion Becky Lynch was at the WWE Performance Center earlier this week. The guy from the Mad Men podcast took photos. PWI.insider.com has confirmed the visit was described to us as part of the process for Lynch to return to action for the company after celebrating birth of her and Seth Rollins' daughter, Wow, that's a that's an interesting one. Rux R O U X. I'm questioning if it's Rooks Row. I think it might be. Let's see if I can figure out a pronunciation, a correct pronunciation of how you would say that. Row P R O pronunciation. Okay. Rue. 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 Interesting. Like Jumperoo? Yeah, I mean, this is... Like smart. We're talking about they're trying to foster a deal with, like, Australia. Well, see, I could play it, but you wouldn't hear it here unless I looked it up on the other computer. Chat room would hear it. And l- yeah. listeners would hear it, but you wouldn't hear it. Uh, so I won't do that. Let me just... But, uh, he... Yes, they had a kid here. <laughs> but we were talking about this guy goes in line with like wrestlers naming their kids weird shit. Like whatever just happened to like Jake or Jessica or just anything with J's. No. Javier, no. that works. No. Right. Jorge. Here. Anything. Well, I guess they can't name their kid Jorge, but that'd be kind of weird. Anyways, we are told Lynch was in the ring working out with Indy Hartwell yesterday. 
with SummerSlam coming up, as we've mentioned, it's being considered all hands on deck show. Mm. Certainly Lynch's return would be a great attraction. <laughs> I'm surprised that I managed to say deck there would be a great attraction for the show on a year where it may be considered even bigger than WrestleMania due to the timing of the country opening up as we get to what is hopefully the latter end of the COVID-19 pandemic. It becomes a little bit of an editorial here. But yes, anyways, the point is Becky Lynch is training for her return. She's working with Indy Hartwell. So that's kind of a cool rub for her, I guess. Mm. There you go. That is good right there. Um, wouldn't mind seeing Becky back. Uh, it's a little, little early for her to be back, but I'm sure she's itching to come back. Um, but uh, good for her. Um, I do like how they were like, exclude big name at Performance Center in advance of return. And then they were like, yeah, I mean, we were just told she was working out yesterday with Indy. You know, no big, dun, calm down, everyone. <laughs> and... I like that they put it, they, they don't put the update at the beginning or at the end. They put it right after the first paragraph. It's a very, yep. strange, very strange place to put it. Um, just uh, anyway, whatever. But uh, And then for some reason they decided to recap why she were, like stepped away and her retirement, not retirement, but her going away promo. That was kind of weird. Yeah, they kind of said it when she had, you know, when she gave birth in December. We kind of figured why she stepped away. Yes. But, you know, let's just uh, insult some intelligence real quick. That's uh, that's always the way to get <clears throat> clicks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeedy, sir. All right. What else you got on that? Are you th- oh, you got nothing else? Oh, you have the Moxie thing. Well, you know what? We'll wait on that. Let's wait on that a minute here. I got a couple here we're going to get into real fast. Um, Smart, we uh, talked Wednesday about Piper Niven coming on mm-hmm. in. She came on in and was with Eva Marie, and we all know what happened with all that right there. Looks like they have yes. gave her a new name. WWE has filed already for the trademark for the name... I believe it's going to be pronounced Dewdrop, but it's D O U D R O P. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, it is going to be Dewdrop. Um, <laughs> wh- um, <laughs> the, the failed Mountain Dew flavor experiment. Why? What? Why? I mean, this may, I don't know, this, 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 this may be her idea, something she came I'll tell up you with. Why, but she's moist. A, a who? In, oh. Uh, That's right. She's wet in the morning. That's why they call her Dutra. <laughs> uh, she might want to go see a gynecologist. That's discharge. That's gross. Um, but okay. <laughs> that would have been her name if she was in retribution. Discharge. Discharge. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, oh, shit. T bar mates. Discharge. <laughs> that also kind of like, makes her sound like she's like a G.I. Joe villain, too. I can picture that being like a corporate commander. She would have gone great in demolition. Axe, mm-hmm. smash, discharge. 
Oh, God. Anyway, Dewdrop is going to apparently be her name. Um, who? Yes, Christopher Kane. Dewdrop. Yes, that's what I said. D O U D R O P. One word. Um, I don't get it. I don't like it. Again, maybe she came up with something. We'll have to. Uh, we'll have to figure that out. I don't pretty know. bad name. It's a pretty bad name. It's pretty bad, and I, I don't know if they're doing. I mean, I, I don't. I, I don't know what they're going to do with this thing. This is really a very up in the air thing, but. With the way Eva Marie came in, this almost looks like they're going to turn who her, her turn who turn her into like a Simon Dean. I'm thinking they're going to go with like a Simon Dean thing for her, like a female Simon Dean, even a almost like a Chad Gable ish thing. But yeah, I said Wednesday like female Otis, but I mean that's the thing. It's like we're trying to engage what's going to happen with her but like what we have to go on is just their history and they don't have the best history of treating women with body types that are the kind of thing Vince enjoys as jokes so it's like it's it's kind of hard to not picture them mistreating her or doing something with her that's going to cause a firestorm that'll be fun to watch at least yeah and I hate saying oh they're gonna make a female this and a female that because really it just means that they've run out of ideas and, are, and they're going to rehash something. But WWE, when they run out of ideas, they rehash something. So, <laughs> I mean... It's true. If the shoe fits smart, you know what I'm saying? You, you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying. <clears throat> there you go. All right, so let's knock that one out here. Um, and I'll knock this one out real quick also. David Arquette. We all know him. We love him. The former WCW champion, David Arquette. He's going to be featured uh, with a few AEW and ROH stars on Celebrity Family Feud soon. Mm. Mm -hmm. I did see this. Yeah. And it seems like they are scraping the bottom of the barrel for celebrities, which I feel like should be at air quotes given yeah. this particular what you're about to read. But go ahead. Well, he was in there with Jungle Boy and Peter Avalon, uh, indie mm -hmm. veteran RJ City, and Dalton Castle from ROH. Uh, I mean, let's face it. Fa this family feud has just turned into, say, the dirtiest thing you can without our network people bleeping you. Mm -hmm. That's real, and you know, let's let's get Steve Harvey a a, a, a viral video. But I, I I don't know. Oh, how the how, I mean, he wasn't ever great, but man, he's fallen pretty far. Uh, again, though, I mean, I that match he had with Gage, I I'd give him credit for getting in the fucking ring with Gage and doing what he did and taking a hell of a beating and even trying to shoot on Nick Gage. Yes. Which I remember watching this match going, oh shit. He just tried to shoot on Nick Gage, hit him with that chair. And it's, uh, it's a beautiful moment. Cause we've talked about this, mm -hmm. but it's, it's made picture perfect. It's, it's just beautifully done. Cause I was watching the uh, documentary, the David Arquette, you can't kill David Arquette documentary. It's on Hulu if you want to watch it, but 
there's a they, they show the match and they show where David Arquette gets upset, where he tries to shoot on Nick Gage, and then the fucking Nick Gage's eyes opening up wide as mm. he realizes that Arquette's trying to fight him for real, followed by just immediately, okay, let's do this, <laughs> and then just like, oh boy, you done fucked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you ever see the movie The Great White Hype? I have not, but I think I know a little bit about it. All right, I think I actually believe me and Anthony reviewed that one. Um, there's one part of it where uh, the dude is beating the shit out of uh, Damon Wayans, who's playing the the boxing character, and he just looks at him and goes, "Are you trying to embarrass me on live TV?" And I, I, I that's almost the look Nick Gage had when fucking Arquette tried to shoot on him. But that was one of the most. I got to tell you, at that moment, I was scared for Arquette. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was. Now, if that was New Jack, I would have just, you know, I would have just started putting the, I would have logged into Wiki and just put, you know, okay, died on this date. <laughs> David Arquette was a. <laughs> what? Yeah, change the is to was. Oh, shit. Pretty much. If that was New Jack, he'd be fucked up. But yeah, so he's going to be on Family Feud. Very. I, I don't see an air date here. No, I think they just sort of mentioned that they've been putting up teaser trailers for Family Feud and the different celebrities that are going to be on versus, you know, what other celebrities are going to take on. I don't remember if he mentioned it, but I guess he's that David Arquette and the wrestlers are going to be taking on D. Snyder. Oh, shit. I like D. Snyder. I do too, but I mean, like, it's 2021. Like, David Arquette isn't relevant anymore either, so it's like, you're really scraping the bottom of that there barrel. Yeah, he's a smart guy, though. I, I Like I said, I, I Oh, very smart. I do like, like him. Very, his, very The whole testimony in front of Congress, like, he did a great job with that. And I love that he came in there, like, still looking like a rock and roll dude and did that whole thing. It was great. That was great. He he he. Like I said, very smart guy. Um, but yeah, I don't know. But uh, it it just says this summer it's going to air. I wonder, man. Yeah, it, it, D. Snyder and. Do you ever see the movie Strangeland with him? Yes, actually, it was like a horror movie. He played the. I guess it was like a predator, sort of like yes, not predator in the sense of the movie, but like. He lured people online and he was killing them. I think that was the plot of that movie. Yeah, he wasn't standing over someone just going. Which would have been pretty cool if he did that, actually. <sighs> no, I mean, honestly, though, tell me, because, like, even without the makeup, like, if you went to go brush your teeth before bed or whatever, maybe not you specifically, because you have guns on you at all times. But, like, let's say that you didn't and you went to brush your teeth and you look in the mirror and, like, I was looking at T. Snyder's right behind you and he goes, Hum. Like, that's going to be pretty scary. Yeah, it's scary, especially in the character he played in that movie. If remember, he was tattooed down half of his body. Mm-hmm. Like, from head to toe. Done. <laughs> Done. Right there. Uh, Sensible Sam, I was just trying to turn you on. I, I, I didn't mean to sound like Eartha Kit right there. Santa, baby. Didn't mean to turn you on. Back to the 80s there. Uh, anyway, um... <laughs> I think, I think when I start singing eighty songs, we're done with that subject. <laughs> All right, I've got one more smark. We could oh, yes, sensible. 
getting getting frisky in the chat room here. Uh, <laughs> I got one more. We do have some audio for you, and then I'll tell you what we're going to do. We are going to take a quick pee break. I have drank so much water today. I was sweating so bad. I had, I was inside a truck. It was almost about 100 degrees out here today. I had to be in the back of a truck putting things that fell back. I just don't even ask. I drank so much water. Really interesting how after that whole conversation you guys just had, you said you had to take a pee break and then winked at me. I don't know what that's about, but, you know, do what you need to do, my friend. Oh, now you're just being a dick. Um, (laughs) Anyway, now, Smart, me and you had uh, talked a while back um, about uh, WWE having some talks with New Japan Pro Wrestling about a possible collaboration. That's right. Yes. That's right. And we both basically agreed um, after our lengthy conversation i think we both agreed to just break it down to wwe does not play well with others mm-hmm. well according to Meltzer, those talks have already stalled uh with the assumption that if anything the talks have gotten just colder not warmer not even lukewarm but not hotter at all they have actually pretty much died out um surprising not at all i didn't expect that it was going to happen when we were talking about it the first time it was interesting because we just had never heard of them having such talks or at least not for a very long time but it it was what was interesting about it was it came out i believe i'm going to say on a friday it was either a thursday or friday but it seemed like into the weekend there was a bunch of different like AEW wrestlers, New Japan wrestlers, things like that, that were just making a joke out of it, like putting out all these tweets that were just like, ha, 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 like, you guys fell for this shit? So this is very weird that they just, like, kind of openly admitted that this shit isn't ever going to happen. Like, just almost immediately. It was was very odd. It seemed like they were just doing that to, like, kind of trick them or something. It was just very confusing. Yeah, it definitely was. Yeah, it was. I, I would say so. Now, Here's what I'm questioning. Now, that little promo that Tony did with the, yeah, WWE, you think you're going to o- open the forbidden door? Fuck you. Um, slightly slightly paraphrasing once again, as, as, as I do. He had, there was an article after that saying that New Japan actually gave him the okay to do that and almost encouraged it. You think that might be one of the reasons talking between them could have just ceased? Entirely possible. I mean, like we talked about before, neither side's going to want to look weak or vulnerable or really give all that much. Right. So it's like pretty much anything could have led to their conversation stalling. I don't think it was ever really going to happen either, though, to be fair. So it's 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 hard to say, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I just remembered that whole thing and was wondering if, you know, maybe you thought that might be one of the... I think that might be part of the reason, like I said, he literally said, oh, I called up New Japan and said, hey, should I do this? And they were like, yes, please do it. So... Right. 
And plus, the thing about that is, like, I feel like it would be possible if and when, when or if they decide to sell the company. Because I feel like, especially right now, like, Vince is way too hard-headed and stubborn to give an inch on anything that he wouldn't think is ideal representation. And everybody that's in charge of New Japan, like, they're not they're not going to get chumped. They're not going to do anything that makes them look like a joke either. Right. Of course not. Well, I mean, it'd be ridiculous. Why would they? But, uh, yeah, I we pretty much called that one, Smart. Mm-hmm. I mean, we really called that one. We knew it wasn't going to happen. Like I, like I said, the, we broke it down after our lengthy conversation to WWE does not play well with others. We knew that. We know that. It's in their DNA. It's in their history. It's, it's, it's a fact. It's not questionable. They do not play well with others. So, all right. I'm good on that. What about you? Yeah, no, that works for me, too. All right. So, on that note, Smart, we do have your video. Looks like it's about 350. We playing the whole thing? Yes, it is a story and it is a, a just an amazing story. This when you hear the story, you will realize why it is that John Moxley decided that he was going to be an author. Okay. Okay. Um now this is the Oral Sessions podcast, but it, it is a gentleman by the name of Emilio Sparks. That is mm-hmm. asking John Moxley this question. I thought I'd throw that out there, Smart, to sort of set up your video. And uh, right. here, here we go. This one comes from, and I'm probably going to botch your name, so my apologies, uh, Joe Bonconbachik. My apologies. Um, the origins of the Titty Master nickname. Ah. Mm. Yes. This is in the book, isn't it? No, no, actually, it's not. But I, so I'm going to give it here the story of the titty master. Oh, here's, mm-hmm. here's, here's the thing. And here's the thing you have to understand is that one does not simply wake up in the morning and put on the titty master. One does not come home at night and take it off. This is, this is a life. This is a living breathe. This is not something that can be put on and taken off. This is, this is a life you live when you are bequeathed with the energy of the titty master. Mm. So, I mean, it all started, I wake up in a cold sweat. This is deep. This is deep. Cold sweat. Beads and rivulets coming down my face. Beads. And I had a nightmare. Beads. And it was kind of like, uh, like the opening scene of Baywatch. Baywatch. Mixed with Mortal Kombat from the 90s. Mortal Kombat, you know? 90s. Yeah, 90s. And I was given a message, you know, through the ether that I had to... I knew where I needed to go. Somehow I knew the, the, the universe put me on this path. And I set on a journey to Mount Titicaca. Titicaca. <laughs> Mount Titicaca. And I climbed to the top of this mountain. Climbed. Climbed. Mount. Lightning crashing. Pooh, crashing wind wind hurricane hurricane i can't see anything just in my face hot ash hot ash i see the titty elders at the top of of the top of the mountain titty elders tree saggy playing soccer raise their hands in the air and then lightning strikes and it hits this big oak tree (laughs) 
think it was an oak. Oak, fucking oak. A, a ficus, but not like one of the little ficuses that are in like an office. This is like one of the well, like a super ficus. Oh right. shit! Whatever kind of tree it was, it doesn't matter. And then out of this this lightning strike, I see red glowing. This two pieces of wood. Wood. And I'm I'm called to them. Called. I feel a pull. Ringy dingy. And the elders look at me, and I look at them, and I look at the I look at the wood, and I see it come into view, and I see, I see it here, and it's this pair of nunchucks. Nunchucks. <laughs> Inscribed into the wood with the lightning, a T. And inscribed into the wood, the burning fire of the lightning, an M. He's actually holding up nunchucks here, by the, the way, elders, with TM in it. Up, mm-hmm. And they walk away and they leave me alone on top of the mountain with, with these. And I realize at that moment that I, I am the titty master. Do you understand? I'm following. There can be only one. Exactly. Yeah. Oh. This, is, this is where the power lies. Power. Okay. Um... I'm lost. So, did you prior to this point? Did you know that Moxley was a pothead? Because I didn't. I'm lost. I'm confused. Um, it was a journey. It certainly was. It was. It was. He really just just went all over the place. I think he might have had a few too many Jack Daniels uh, before that little interview. But um, that was very very interesting. A little weird. A little weird, Smart. But um, <laughs> not bad. Not bad at all. I like that. That was a <laughs> a good story right there. But again, that just kind of shows uh, Moxley can just let it rip. No, it didn't make much sense, but it was still funny. It was still hilarious. It was still entertaining. And um, you know, it obviously it was uh, it, it was deep. It was very deep. You know, he was climbing the the mountain uh, Mount Titicaca. That's right, right by the lake. Right, but ooh. By Lake uh, Snatchatola, I, I believe it was called, mm-hmm. Mark. Yeah, right by Lake Snatchatola. Uh, <laughs> beautiful, beautiful lake. Um, is fishing allowed? Oh, yeah. is, is, is fishing allowed on that lake, Mark? It, it becomes it becomes sort of a gray area because there are some sort of endangered species of Ooh, fish there. Ah, so you really have to kind of keep the guide alongside of you, you know, what you can catch, what mm. you can't catch. Yeah, there should never be a a, a gray area on uh, Lake uh, Snatchatola. Never. Never. Yeah. Ooh, no. Well, I mean, you, you can die if you want. Ooh. Hey. Ooh, that kind of sounds like a Band-Aid to, a, to the problems, Mark. Uh, but anyway, um, great little, <laughs> great little Lake Snatchatola. <laughs> uh, this is, of course, the part of the show where we realize what the title is going to be and then high five because it's less work to do later. Yeah, I think I might have just done that. But um, I don't know, Smart, you got to uh, give me your thoughts. We're going to uh, we're gonna take a pee break, hit SmackDown. We will end with Hell in a Cell predictions and then wrap up and get on out of here. Yes, sir. No, I just I saw that and I was like, I have to hear this. And then I heard this and I said, I have to share this with everyone. 
this was a kind of in reference to there was a I guess it was like a photo from the house show where he had the wrist tape, but he had on the wrist tape just written in like all capital letters, Titty Master for some reason. And I guess he just had fun with it and they tried to ask him about it. And that was the answer he decided was appropriate to give. So there you go. I think that is the best answer. I think the fact that he held up actual nunchucks with actual <laughs> engravings with T's and M's is actually even better. Uh, yes, that is something to really think about. He either decided to have a pair of nunchucks engraved or somebody engraved a pair of nunchucks and gifted it to him. I also enjoy the fact that he is like now branching out into not only being an author, but into also prop comedy. He's like going to be the next character. Oh, oh. don't put that on anybody, dude. Um, but there you go. All right. The Titty Master has been explained I think that story is very powerful. Uh, I hope you all can see the meaning behind it. Uh, it's got some... Uh, it's almost Bruce Lee-like, to be honest with Indeed. you. It, it really is. It's it, it, it's almost Bruce Lee-like philosophy. Um, so soak that in. Once again, we're going to take a quick break, if that's all right with everybody. Um, it really doesn't matter. Uh whether it's all right with you or not, I'm uh, I have Mixler and I can do what the fuck I want. So there you go. Boom, boom, bam, mic drop, motherfuckers. All right, just for that, I'm also going to give you a little bit of Wrestle Rock Rumble to jam to while I go take a pee, and I will be back with Smark in just a couple of minutes. See y'all soon. But you're not here to listen to me mumble. Let's fill you in on the wrestle rock roll. All right. Once again, we are back. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you bearing with me there. Had to do it. Nature called. You cannot do anything when nature calls except answer the call, which I did, and I feel much better now. So. Here we go. We'll drop this music right here. Hit pause. We are going to get into SmackDown real quick, and then we're going to wrap up. Hell in a Cell predictions. Um, good thing we waited till tonight because they added... Th- uh, wait a minute. One match just went away. Hold on. Well, they didn't add as much as they amended because they did the Roman Ray match, so that took that off the card, but then they made the uh, Bianca Belair-Bailey match a Hell in a Cell. <laughs> Yeah, but there was literally just seven matches, and it just dropped down to six. Something just got taken off. I wish I wish I knew what I missed. Hmm. I can't do anything about that, but definitely there was a match just taken off. I'm trying to think of what it was, but only six matches, so we'll go ahead and do that right after we uh, knock out old SmackDown here, which is not going to take long at all. Let me make, just make sure. Yes, I hit record. Always a good thing to do. All right, so we talked about a bunch of things already on this show. So we're going to come in kind of, I don't know if it's mid-show, but we're going to come in a little a little after the beginning. We'll come in at the Apollo Crews match here. He comes down with Commander Aziz. Uh, it was versus Kevin Owens and Big E Smart. Now, my son just came back from scout camp tonight. You know, he had taken a shower. He's out there. He's sitting with me, telling me some things he's doing. And uh, he looks at Commander Aziz. And what do you think the first thing my 12-year-old son says? Hmm. 
Good Good question. What what did he say? Guy looks constipated. They should add fart noises when he's on camera. If you were to if you were to just have like as parents do nowadays in social media, if you were to just stop him, pull out your phone, have him say that again, and then mail that to like or not mail that, but you know, post that on Twitter or whatever, you just tag WWE in it. <laughs> your son would be the youngest writer on their creative team. <laughs> well, I looked at him and I went, you know what's funny? They did have a farting gimmick once. And he went, You're kidding. I went, Yes, they did it with a woman. And he just, he looked at me with disgust and went to his room and played on his phone. Okay. <laughs> That's pretty much what we did as fans. Just we looked at it with yeah. disgust and then went back to our phones. Pretty much. But uh, this was a very, very uh, interesting moment with my child. But... Uh, all I could do was laugh and go, oh, my God, this has to be in my notes. Because I, for I cannot forget to talk about this. <laughs> there you have it. There you have it. Yes. So uh, according to children, which is their demographic, uh, my 12-year-old says that Captain Z or Commander Aziz, excuse me, um, looks constipated and they should add fart noises when he's on television. Um, anyway. Like I said, we were getting this match. We get Sami Zayn out there. He's coming down, joining commentary. So you know he's going to somehow do something to do something and get involved in something. Um, Now, Smart, did you notice right before we went to commercial, Big E was thrown to the floor, and then um, Aziz slammed him to the floor ever so gently. Yeah. Did did you notice how soft and cuddly he did that? He's a gentle giant. Dude, if an egg was down there, I don't think it would have broken. Seriously. That's how (laughs) gentle. My favorite takeaway from this was there's that one point where Aziz was supposed to break up a pin, but his timing was off. So, like, the the pin happens, and then Apollo has to kick out anyway. Yeah. And then Aziz, like, breaks up the pin, like, a second later. <laughs> and the best part is you just hear Pat McAfee on commentary go, I think he was a little slow on that uh, one. Yeah, I... So that was pretty lovely. Yeah, I got a feeling every now and then Vince is just like, no, you shouldn't have done that. <laughs> With Pat. <laughs> I don't think it gives. I kind of love how they we've gotten to the point now where commentators are just honest. Like, I mean, there's still a little bit of a code word, but you know, like anytime you hear it, didn't quite get all of that. It's just them openly acknowledging that somebody botched a move, which is pretty kind of funny. Yeah, but I mean, here's the see, but here's the thing with with uh, McAfee, McAfee. I'm sorry, his name is spelled McAfee or Matt. Yeah, McAfee. He um, he doesn't need WWE. He doesn't need the job. He doesn't need the company. He doesn't need the machine. He needs none of it. He came in with a name. He came in with a following. He came in with a huge following. If you look at his show, over um, I mean, over a million subscribers, I believe, last time we looked, Mark. Um, he doesn't need them. So he can say mm-hmm. what he wants. Go ahead, fuck you, fire me. Think I give a shit? He's got... He yeah, has, he's got that money. That fuck you money, Smart. 
that 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 Virgil shit, that fuck you money. There you go. Um, anyway, uh, we get this match once again, but um, that was one, just one of the things I noticed is how soft Aziz put um, put Owens down right before we went to commercial. Come back. Uh, Aziz does end up getting the win. There was a little distraction from Sami Zayn. Um, Owens gets another Nigerian nail to uh, just to just for being in the ring. And then Sammy literally went backstage to laugh at Kevin Owens not being able to breathe. Yes, I did particularly love that where like he (laughs) as soon as the match ended, he basically like got up and ran to the back so that he could conduct an interview where he laughs at Kevin Owens being injured. Which is just like it's amazing. And he was talking about just how like euphoric it was. Uh, <laughs> it yeah, was just, it was just an amazing display of douchebaggery, I guess. Yeah, but also Sammy being Sammy. Yes, oh, yeah. he plays the role perfectly. He absolutely does. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and Owens did eventually go into uh, Adam Pearce and uh, Sonya Deville's office and beg for a match with Sammy while still choking. It did get added. That match is still there, right? Yep, that match I believe is still so. There. I was looking at the Wikipedia for it. And it again, it just seems like the only thing that's on there that like they got taken off was the Roman one. But if there was another one on there outside of that, it's also gone, like you were saying. Well, I hit refresh right after SmackDown and then I shouldn't have hit it. I should have waited and then hit it again, but I whatever. I did it. I can't take it back now. Well if um, you had it up before SmackDown, they probably just left the Roman Ray thing on there in case there was fuckery. I don't know. It well, no, it wasn't on there. Oh, okay. It wasn't on there before. It there I mean there were there were five matches on there before SmackDown. There were seven matches on there. Now there's only six. I didn't again I just didn't catch what was taken off, but I don't know. We'll see. Um, let's go ahead and get to this battle for the crown smart with Nakamura versus Baron Corbin. Does, does it seem at this point, like they just gave up on the King of the ring idea and they're like, all right, why don't you two just go out there and fight it out for the stupid fucking crown? That's, that's an interesting question because we were talking about that. I guess they're teasing, potentially bringing King of the ring back. So I don't know if that's actually going to happen or not, but I mean, they've built this feud on the whole crown thing for the last about a month or so. So I guess it had some sort of culmination. And I guess that's what we ended up getting here because they even went through the effort of putting together this like elaborate graphic of like the battle for the crown. And they got this gold font and all of this. So they, they, they did their best to make it seem like it was this really important match. And it was a pretty decent match. But yeah, I guess this is the big blow off. I will tell you if, uh, Rick Boogs wasn't involved in this. I would want this off my television so fucking fast. I do enjoy that because there's at one point in the match where like Nakamura took control on offense and he had this big move and slid out outside and Boogs started playing a guitar solo to sort of demonstrate how awesome it was. See, there you go. Exactly. Guy's good, man. He, I, I like him. I think, uh, I think we're going to see a lot more. I did. Him and Elias are just very alike, and it's going to be a little weird to have them both. You know, we're going to have Elias on Raw. We're going to have this guy on SmackDown. It's just going to be both a little, little strange to have two uh, 
two guitar players, real guitar players, both really playing. That's that's odd. But uh, they sort of have this, though. They have like a couple of different. Because for a while there, we were talking about how they were trying to make like an Otis per for every show. Because you had Otis was being the happy-go-lucky Otis at this point, and then you also had Bronson Reed that was just, they called him fucking Papa Thickups or whatever they called him. Thick boy. The th- uh, yeah, thick boy. And so he was like, he was NXT's version of Otis, so there was an Otis on every show for a minute, and now we have multiple instances where you have like one person that has their heavy behind them, the big badass that like takes care of things for them. We had we had it with Eva Marie on Raw. You have it AJ and Almas. You have it with uh, Aziz and Apollo. Like they, they they just for whatever reason they do some of the same like kind of gimmicks just multiple times throughout different shows for whatever reason it's what they do. It's their formula, man. It's just the way they work. But um, Nakamura did win, I guess, control of the crown. I I, I can't believe we just saw a fucking feud for a fucking a crown, a fake crown. That was kind of the funny thing, too, though. Go how? Literally, it was a literal funny thing. Was that <laughs> they fucking they even had Baron Corbin like fake cry because he lost his crown, and then you had Pat McAfee like saying that he would cry too if he lost his crown. He guesses, but he was he just said it with like no conviction. He was like, "I guess I'd cry too. Uh, whatever. Let's go to commercial." <laughs> it's <just> like. <laughs> It was actually a pretty decent feud, honestly, like all jokes aside. But then they just sort of ended it with like, OK, yeah, like nobody cares anymore. We'll move on. Yeah. See, I would have just literally when he did that, I would have just gone, oh, shut up. Big girls don't cry, you little fucking bitch. But anyway, um, I, I can be mean sometimes. That's just me. Uh, let's just roll on here, Smart. Uh, Bailey and Bianca had a little face to face, Smart. Now, I got to ask you. Are you already getting, what's the word I need to use here, Uh, sour on these PSA promos by Bianca Belair? A little bit. I mean, I I get what you're saying. Basically, her whole, she came out and she cut this promo, how Bailey laughed at her and how everybody laughed at her when she was younger and she was coming up and she was telling everybody what her dream was. But then she realized that people were laughing at, the people that were laughing at her were the real jokes and, you know, she became better than them and all of this business. So it was one of those like you said, inspirational promos that the poster with the fucking kitten that says hang in there it, it, in yeah. a promo form, basically. Yeah, and look, I, I'm not saying they're bad, although I really, to be 100% honest, I did not feel this was the best delivery tonight. It was very broken up, very scripted. You could really tell that she was trying hard to remember her lines tonight, in in my opinion. But I I just feel these little PSA promos are getting just a little stale. A little stale. Um, But, uh, you know, she came out, she cut this little promo, you know, like Smark said, basically broke it down for us. Uh, But Bailey came out. Man, was she looking bootylicious in those jeans, Smart. My God. Uh, They brawl. 
Bianca at the beginning, of course, gets uh, gets the best of Brit- Bailey. Bailey uses the braid. I got a feeling that braid ain't gonna last much longer if people keep using it. Right. I did. I did post a little bit of a gif there in the Mixler chat of what you mentioned, just for the sake of journalism. The uh, outfit, her her ring attire, which was oh, yeah. it was a, that was that was what pushed this moment. This made this a, a enjoyable segment that. Uh, save the segment it did God. but i agree with you that that brain's probably not gonna last for very much longer if they people keep ripping on it looking like two beautiful hams mm-hmm. oh i'm sorry i just literally quoted <laughs> ladies man <laughs> all right <laughs> beautiful gifts mark i like that very nice very nice but uh yeah yeah I, I, again i i i I do think that braid is not going to last much longer. I think she's going to eventually, I think I could even see her coming out with a, with the braid like rolled up or something on Sunday to do this match. So Bailey, I I, I imagine it's got to hurt too. Like it's got to hurt her as well. These people that are, you know, she uses it matches. I imagine she's got to feel that too, but like, the end of the promo was basically Bailey standing on her hair mm-hmm. while holding up the belt. So it's like that shit's gotta hurt because it, it all all signs point to that being her actual hair because she's like talked about that on Twitter. It's it's her hair. Mm-hmm. So yeah, exactly. So I don't know. I just uh, I see it going out, but uh, it, I mean the segment did its job. I understand what it was for. It was put over the match coming up Sunday. But these emotional, I get it. She's very happy to be champion, but now they've got her as the, I'm just happy to be champion. It's almost, remember Nia Jax where every time when she was champion, she'd come out there, this is for the girls that everyone made fun of. It's almost a rehash storyline of Nia Jax. Well, even the Drew reign was like, I constantly complained that just every promo that he did was him talking about his setbacks and how he just kept pushing through and now he's finally champion. But that was that was his entire run was him just talking about how now he's finally champion. But like his character never really evolved past that during his run or during his reign as champion. Right. I mean, to shorten the show, we should just go Drew cut a Drew promo. Pretty much, yeah. That was it. I mean, no need to say anything else. So, I don't know. Which is one of those things. I mean, to be fair, I think it's going to be a good match because, like we did talk about, they decided that it's going to be a Hell in the Cell match now, too. So, I hope more than anything that they, they do a repeat of last year where ba- it's a different referee, but Bailey asked the referee if he can help her with building her weapon. Yeah. No. <laughs> There you go. Because she was like, because last year she duct taped the kendo sticks together and she asked the referee to help with the tape. And he said, he looked at her very just upset. and was like, no, no. Like, I'm trying was... to do my job here. Leave me alone, lady. But no, I, I think this will be actually, it's going to be a good match. It's just the feud itself, the kind of build was kind of silly with the whole. They basically built like a month long feud on just somebody laughing at somebody else. And then one week Bailey would laugh, one week Bianca would laugh. It was just. It was a feud based on laughter. It was. It was. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens in that match. We're going to do predictions just a couple of minutes coming up here. Um, we kind of already talked about Jimmy coming by and seeing Roman. 
Um, we've talked about the whole Roman and everything else going on. I don't think we need to bring that up. I should have cut that already. Now, we did get Otis, though, once again. Um, still not completely clean-shaven, but uh, I do like how everyone is comparing Otis to Chubby from Teen Wolf's Mark. <laughs> it's, it's, just very, it's very interesting because the comparisons are all being made, and it's like depending on who you are, it shows – like when you grew up based on the comparison that you make on what you think Otis looks like at the moment. Yeah. Cause I've, I've seen that comparison. I've seen the comparison of like somebody combined bulk, both bulk and skull from the power Rangers. There's a dragon ball Z reference I've seen being made. They say it looks like kid boo, which if you watch dragon ball Z, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, you don't, but it's just funny. Cause it's like every generation has their own, what they think Otis looks like. And it, it's tripping me out. I think it's kind of funny. Okay, so far the only one I know of that is the um, one that I mentioned. Uh, mm-hmm. You probably don't even know what you, what Chubby from Teen Wolf looks like, but um, nope. Okay, <laughs> I did, won't lie. Did you ever see Pee Wee's Big Adventure? Again, no. I, there's, uh, I think Teen Wolf is on either Hulu or Tubi. I know for sure that it's on one of them. I might have to check that out at some point, but. Okay, it was on. Hulu. I'm gonna post. I'm gonna post it here in the mixer. He definitely looks like Bulk, or I, I forget which one's which, but I, I can see the Bulk and Skull comparison. Let me pull that up because I have no clue what you're talking about. Let me see what we're doing here. Let me see. Oh, okay. Why does it look like a Saturday Night Live skit? Probably just because the pictures are low quality because they're ripped from a ninety early nineties TV show. All right, I can see that a little bit. I can see that a little bit, but um, I don't know the chubby. The chubby one is right. I like that one. I do. I but, but yeah, he was also. I believe Francis was the name from the guy from um, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. I believe his name was Francis. But anyway, um, Otis was out there, and uh, he was going against Angelo Dawkins. The match never got started. Dawkins comes out, takes off his um, jacket, and they see the taped up shoulder. Match never starts. Otis and Gable beat the brakes off of Dawkins. Dawkins took a good, a, a good little beating here. Um, and that's that's pretty much it. We're seeing a different side of Otis. I got to tell you, I'm enjoying heel Otis, but I want more from heel Otis. I want even, even healier. I just made up a word. Heal Otis. Uh-huh. Well, you made a word. I made a new state. And we're, we're, we're doing a lot of inventions tonight. So there's yeah. that. I think we'll get there. I think he'll become even more heelish, healer, however you want to phrase that. I mean, in earnest, it kind of just his heel run just kind of started last week. Because I mean, he's been healed prior to that. But like him actually being a serious, no-nonsense heel. Right. Started last week, essentially, with him attacking both of the Street Profits. They were saying that he put Montez Ford out temporarily. Yeah, I just, I I want more heel. I want Otis to come out there, and, and, and I can't wait. I want him to literally beat the shit out of someone and then look down, look over at Chad Gable and beat the shit out of him. And just... Boom, Otis on his own, 
being a killer because the guy looks like he could. He's got that southern country killer look to him. Mm-hmm. So use it. They've got to use it. Um, but yeah, they beat the shit out of Dawkins, and that was it. That was pretty much the the, the segment there. Now we did have the little uh, Cesaro segment backstage smart with uh Cesaro being interviewed by Caleb Braxton and Seth came in and smart I gotta tell you I was disappointed yep this is of course we forgot to do it last week but every week we were saying we were gonna try to give a star rating because if we want to give a star rating to anything the most appropriate thing to give a star rating to would be Seth Rollins suit this was a one every week this was a one a plain black leather suit? Who were you, Elvis, in the fucking 69 comeback special? No. No, 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 no. no. I was just taking a minute to enjoy the fact that you used the word, you said 69 and comeback in the same sentence. Uh, <laughs> Elvis did have a special in that year. He'd just come back from Vietnam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He had quite a few specials, eh? Well, th- this was a big one. I've actually... Uh, right. th- this is one that I've been sure to show my children. They needed to see this. Because he thought his career was over. He did this special. Priscilla had left him. He had a new girl. It was a, There was so much going on. And he did this special. And he thought his career was over. And uh, this special literally jump-started his career. Nice. Very nice. Just the way that you said that made me laugh because you said they had to see this. And I just picture you like after one too many drinks and one night just like kicking in their door. Just be like, kids, check this shit out. Just like you got like the YouTube video on your phone at the special or you got like the Spotify playlist with the album on it. No, I actually. But that that's one of the I own the DVD. Oh, that's a good question. Do you have do you own records? Are you like a record? I mean. I guess record collector would be a weird thing to say since you are like around when records were the thing. But. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'll tell you the truth. I used to. I had a good collection of records that I actually took from my parents. Um, I mean, I'm talking Beach Boys originals, um, Elvis, all kinds of things. <clears throat> My parents got a... Aloha from Hawaii? Yeah, that was actually one of them, believe it or not. Yeah. My parents got a storage shed in Florida, and when our company died, it was under the company name, <clears throat> they never paid it, and we lost them all. Dude, I That's swear to God, there was a... Those file boxes, it was a box that size, I mean, jam-packed full of albums. Someone probably got a chunk, and they were all original. They were all originals. So I wish I could have got them. I was looking for a way to pay it off. So I don't know. Never got to do it. hmm. So I've got none. That's unfortunate. Yeah, I've got none. I have no albums. I have more. I actually do have some very rare VHS movies, though. Holy shit, that's kind of a good point by Sam. I hadn't noticed it. Seth only had had one glove on during the promo. 
He's had only one glove on for a very long time. Well, I guess it's because his suits were toned down that I hadn't paid attention to this. But yeah, he's been doing. I was the, unaware. He's been doing the one glove thing for a while, like Roman does. He's been doing the one glove thing for a while, though. And by the way, a little small detail. I do like how Roman. You know, it's a big match when he puts on the gold glove. It's funny as I actually noticed the opposite of that because I noticed that Ray wasn't dressed like a cartoon character or comic book hero. And I was like, oh, Ray's actually it's a serious match for him because I think the only real because he had all black except that he had like the back strap of his mask was the same color as as the Mexican flag. Mm -hmm. So that was like the only sort of style added to it. Mm. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, but yeah, I just couldn't believe that Seth was just in a plain black leather suit. Just, I was disappointed. Very disappointed. Um, the drip is gone. That's all I can say. It's been fixed. They fixed the seal. I don't know. But, uh, Seth's drip went away tonight. Um, basically just told Cesaro he didn't deserve the spot he was in. He's going to put him in his place Sunday promoting the pay-per-view, and uh, that is all I've got on SmackDown, Smart, but matches were added on SmackDown, which is why I wanted to go over SmackDown first. It wouldn't have been made sense to do the predictions and then talk about the matches that were added on SmackDown before we talked about SmackDown. <laughs> so, you know, continuity is what I'm trying to keep here, Smart. Interesting. There you go. But yeah, Seth's been doing the one glove thing for a while. I've uh, I've noticed it. All right, let me hit refresh one more time, make sure nothing's been added or changed. Okay. All right, you ready to do this, Mark? Let's knock out these predictions, and we are going to wrap up after this. Yeah, let's do it. All right, we were just talking about it, so let's go ahead and do it. Cesaro, Seth Rollins, singles match, nothing on the line, no stips. No nothing. What do you think? No real theory behind this logic reason as to why, other than the fact that they've just been having Cesaro win. So I think they'll give this one to Seth. Really? Yeah, I I mean, I guess it's supposed to be like maybe the culmination of the feud, so it'd probably make sense to have Cesaro do it. But again, they had him win at WrestleMania. They had him win at the uh, Backlash pay-per-view, so... Seems like it doesn't seem it seems like they wouldn't have Seth lose like three straight pay-per-views, but who knows? Ah, you say that, but see, here's my thought. You ready for this? I'm glad you said that. Cesaro wins again. They're teasing this Seth Rollins is losing his mind every time he wins because he's winning he's losing to Cesaro. So they're gonna keep this storyline going, and he's gonna lose his mind a little more. After he loses once again on another big pay-per-view to Cesaro, leading up to their huge SummerSlam blow-off. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so I'm going with I'm going Cesaro on that one. All right. All right. Again, furthering Seth Rollins' insanity. Um, Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn, a match that was asked for on SmackDown. Again, singles match, no stips, no nothing like that. Uh, Smart, go for it, man. 
I'm actually going to take the same logic that you just used <laughs> to say that I think that Zane's going to win this one. Because Owens won the last couple, Zane's going to win one so that they have another match at SummerSlam, and that'll be what leads to it. I say Zane wins even if it's by DQ and either Apollo and or Aziz gets involved. It could be. Could be. Okay. So I'm 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 with you on that one. So uh one more singles match we have here. It's Alexa Bliss versus Shayna Baszler. Singles, nothing on the line. Once again, uh, Alexa Bliss, been a long time since she's actually competed. She's been doing this sort of, uh, you know, this this story and everything going on. Do you think Alexa Bliss uses some, you know, Wyatt voodoo and wins this match with it? Or do you think Shayna ends up getting the, uh, or is this the blow off and Shayna ends up getting the win? I don't know if it's the blow-off, because, I mean, they kind of just started this month, so it might go longer, unless this is just sort of a transition type of feud, you know, for both of them, or at least for Alexa. But with them going back on the road next month, they're running out of opportunities to do some of the more outlandish horror effects and CGI, pyrotechnic special effects, as you put it more succinctly, the Wyatt voodoo. So... I think Alexa's going to win, and there's obviously going to be some sort of weird shenanigans. I can't disagree with anything you say. I believe there's going to be Alexa Wyatt voodoo shenanigans going on. So there you go. All right. Um, We get the Hell in a Cell match, Bianca Belair versus Bailey, which we talked about a little while ago for the SmackDown Women's Championship. I don't see why they would take the belt off of Bianca Belair once again smart they're coming back to fans they're going to get a better reaction they're going to gauge the reaction to Bianca Belair being champion no reason Bianca Belair I think that at some point they're not going to be at well I wouldn't even say not going to be able to help themselves, but I think that they saw how successful it was the first time. Mm-hmm. I don't see how they're not going to have another Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks match for the title in front of a live crowd right. because of just how hot everyone was for it the first time. So that being said, Bianca's going to retain, of course, because she would have to. Yeah, I cut out there for a second. I don't think I'm talking over you. All right, oh, there you go. You're back. Um, yeah. All right. There you go. We agree on that one. Now, I got to tell you, this match may be the actually, may, may actually be the hardest match to predict on this show. And it's the Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair match for the Raw Women's Championship. Really, this one's hard to predict. They've been treating Rhea like shit, they mm-hmm. love Charlotte. They treat Rhea like shit because she's not Charlotte. Now, we've said, and I, I, I got to be honest with you, I'm, I'm just going to jump forward a, a, a tad bit. We just said that the SmackDown Women's Championship is not going to change. I definitely don't think they're taking that, that, that title off of Bobby Lashley in the uh, main event match. <laughs> 
And I don't know. I don't think so. Drew did not put any, you know, I'm not going to say butts in the seats, but he didn't put any numbers on the fucking board, I'll tell you that. But if they're going to change a title, if they're going to give you a moment, this is going to be the match. So, Rhea, Charlotte, Rhea. I, I swear to God, dude, if I had on my jeans, I would have grabbed a fucking coin. I don't know. I'm, I, man, do I go with what I want or what I think they're going to do? I'm just going to go with what I, 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 I want because I, I prefer to do that when I do these predictions. I really want Rhea to win, and I think she may, and I think Nikki Cross could even get involved and cause Charlotte a loss in this match somehow. There's a potential for that. Yeah, I could see that. So I'm going to go with Rhea retaining for a, a, a little while longer, even though they're treating her like shit. So go ahead. Okay, so basically we're talking about before if the old dirt sheets with a Z, if uh, they are to be believed, and Becky is indeed training for a comeback and they're shooting for SummerSlam and they want it to be all hands on deck in front of a live crowd, big, big show, you know what they want. And what they want is Charlotte versus Becky, and they want it for the title. So I think with that being said, I think they're going to put it on Charlotte so that they can have Charlotte versus Becky for SummerSlam. And that's not what I want, but I think that's what they want. Yeah, I'm, I, I think you might be right. So I don't know. We'll see. I could be wrong. Listen, it's good that they have this kind of, uh, you know, not buzz, but... It's good that we're having a hard time picking because that means they've done their job well and made the match very competitive. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens Sunday. And once again, the last chance Hell in a Cell, they're calling it. This is Drew's last chance to challenge Bobby Lashley for the WWE Championship. Uh, This is, once again, Hell in a Cell. I do not think there's any reason to take the the, the belt off Bobby Lashley. Drew McIntyre was not changing ratings Bobby Lashley may not be changing ratings, but their ratings are keeping towards a better average than they were when Lashley wasn't the champion. Um, they're just getting ready to come back to live crowds. I think Bobby Lashley's going to get a reaction. I think they're expecting boos. are going to get cheers for him. And uh, Lashley retains. This I feel like this is a lot harder than one might think, actually. Because it, like, like you said, there's no reason why they could do it, why they should take the title off Lashley, other than the fact they just, if again, if the rumor mill is to be believed, they want Drew to be the champion. They want Drew to be the champion when they're in front of live crowds. But then again, we also heard that they wanted Drew to win at Mania. So I mean, kind of take that for a grain of salt. But I, I feel like it's less cut and dry than one would believe. That being said, I think just for I'm I'm going to take your kind of tactic of just picking what we want to happen, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna go with Lashley on this. All right, I mean, I, I again I see, I see where you're coming from here, but uh, again, man, Drew just wasn't the. I get they may want Drew to have that title down the road, but 
let's be honest, for Drew to take it off Lashley again right now, being this his last chance, I think that's good. I think what you need to do is keep Lashley champion, get Drew out of that title picture for a while, let Lashley take on a fresh competitor and keep that going. You want Drew to be champion in front of people? Fine. Down the road. Down the road. And let him take it off someone except Bobby Lashley. Because I don't don't think Drew's the right guy to take it off Lashley. Not now, not ever. I just don't. Yeah. I mean, and I, I'm, I'm in total agreement with you on this. I, I didn't think he had a very good title reign. I feel like Lashley's done a better job. I feel like Lashley is going to be way more over than they think that he is when they start getting in front of people. But it does seem like for whatever reason that they just they like Drew a lot. and They want Drew to be their champion. I don't think that that's what's going to happen. But that's also that's, that's a limb that I'm very timidly walking on. I'm, I'm not mm-hmm. standing on that with any sort of confidence there. Yeah, I, I just... in With what they've been doing with Bobby, I just don't see it happening. But if it does, it does. Um, and, and especially with what they've been doing with MVP, I just don't see... I don't see Lashley losing this title. At all. No, maybe not all. yet. And then so. plus, I mean, if they if they really want him to win a title in front of people, you do have the Intercontinental title on Sheamus. That seems like that would be kind of tailor-made with their history to have that happen at like a SummerSlam, give Drew a secondary belt for a little while. Yeah, I mean, you could do that too, but I don't know. You could just have, again, once someone else wins that title, I don't know who else... I mean, he did beat Brock for it, so I don't know. We'll see what happens with Drew and everything, but uh, we will get that Sunday. We are not going to be live. I'm going to be doing mo- – it's Father's Day. I just can't. I'm going to be out in East Texas all day. I just can't do it on Sunday. I just can't do it. Um, maybe next pay-per-view we'll go live, but uh, for this one we just can't do it on Father's Day. It's just not a good day to do it for me. Uh, so anyway, oh shit, D-Large went there. It's Juneteenth weekend. Lashley isn't losing. Wow, man, that's just really sticking WWE with the racist thing. Not that I can blame him. Honestly, I can't blame him. So anyway, that's, uh. it's also like, it's after midnight here. So it is Juneteenth now, so. At least on the Eastern time zone. So happy Juneteenth to everybody. Ah, that's right. It is the nineteenth today. So there you go. Happy June uh, Juneteenth to the people with the real time zone, except you know us people with the fake one. That's right. I hate it. I hate when New Year's hits and everyone's having fun. All my Florida friends are like, "Happy New Year!" I'm like, "I still have an hour left, you dickheads." <laughs> see that was always kind of like we talked about this before but that was always a fun thing for me is i have a lot of family that you know they're still in chicago as i once was but uh you know it's always central time zone there and it was always kind of fun where 
we got to celebrate everybody who made the trek up to Tennessee got to or down rather they all got to celebrate New Year's on the Eastern time zone and then we would all call our relatives that are still in the Central time zone and wish them Happy New Year's when at you know at one o'clock for our time midnight their time so it's like almost like having two different New Years. Yeah, it is, and that's the good thing is we do toast twice. Me, me and the kids and the wife, we actually do toast twice. We do the one New Year's and then the other. But uh, anyway, thank you very much, Sensible Sam, for the Father's Day wishes. Uh, happy Father's Day to all of the fathers out there. Going to be hopefully chilling out on Sunday, relaxing, and then going right back to kick ass at work like we all do on uh, Monday. So, uh, all right. That is it. I got nothing else, Mark. You got anything else, man? No, I think that'll I'll cover it. I think that does cover it. I'm scrolling back up here so we can play a little bit of Take Your Drunken Ass Home. All right. And we will do that one more time. Knock out the plugs. Wrap up this show. Let me just say before we even do anything, chat and appreciate everybody coming on in tonight, keeping this show rolling chatting with us it's uh once again it's just it's great that you guys take your time to come in here live and listen to us it uh means a lot to uh to me i know it means a lot to smart too so all right we got the music playing on that note guys you know where to go you know what i'm gonna say it's the high marks you want to check them out cheese memo joe Wiz, and you want to check them out on mixler dot com slash metal mitt network that's right two t's in mitt do not forget the second t i did not stutter you know i didn't mixer.com slash metal mitt network sundays 8 30 p.m eastern time check out the high marks over there and of course bobby anthem bobby blades the inhumans they are on the inhuman experience go over there check them out all the usual podcast platforms and of course the everything unscripted wrestling podcast speaking of the usual podcast platforms you can find them there you can find eric doug and daniel over there on blog talk radio talking the wrestling and everything else and of course steve milan sharing the show letterboxd boxd.com slash steven milan get him over there reviewing movies you want to be there checking that out and of course us spreaker stitcher iheart anchor YouTube, Spotify, TuneIn, Player FM, anywhere else you find your podcasts. Let it rip, Smart. Yes, sir. Monday is 8.30 on the Metal Mid Podcast Network. Cheese on sports with the cheese. Man, Sundays, 10.30 a.m. Mo Dirk City Machine Guns with Mojo with Dirk. Also on the Metal Mid Podcast Network on the Mixler Machine. And last, but never, ever least... Be sure to check out Planet Raconteur. It's a Planet Raconteur podcast with another fellow father, Bobby Anthem. Happy Father's Day to Bobby. Hear him, see him listening. Papa Dave Sincere, also another father. And Yuck Nasty. All 16 episodes of season one are available. Season two has premiered. So subscribe so you can get that episode and all future episodes. There you go jump on into season two you'll be glad if you do all right folks 
There you go. Enjoy the weekend, everybody. Once again, chat room, thanks for joining us. And, of course, downloaders, anyone who listens to this show, any way you support this show and what we are doing here, it is greatly appreciated. Thank you very much. And Wednesday, right here, Dirt Sheet Dudes, come on back. See you. Adios. Last song, you can't stay here. You got to go home, go home. Go home.